Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, Commerce Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soje, Illinois, Gateway Grizzlies baseball is on the air as the Grizzlies play game two of this three-game series against the Florence Yalls and game four of their eight-game homestand in Soje. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross with you on the Grizzlies Media Network as we kick off the Budweiser pregame show. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there this Buds for you. Gateway comes in with a record of 4-4, four and four, having won back-to-back -back games, including a 5-2 victory over the Yalls last night. Florence started the season 7-0, but the Yalls have dropped two games in a row, so they come in at 7-2 and, and have fallen to second place behind Evansville in the West Division. The Otters are now 7-1. Gateway sits in third place at 4-4, four and four, three games back of the division-leading Otters. Gateway trying to make it three wins in a row for the first time this year and clinch a series victory over the Yalls in Soje, which would be a big one indeed for Gateway. So we are uh, getting toward first pitch. The lineups are being exchanged at home plate between Cameron Roth and Brian White, the first-year managers of both their respective clubs, and we will take this opportunity to share them with you as well. Tonight's starting lineups are brought to you by Commerce Bank. For the Yalls, with that 7-2 record, a half game back in second place in the West, Will Baker leads off in center field, followed by Luis Pintor at shortstop and Chad Sedio batting third. Trevor Crayport is the cleanup man. Then Jose Brizuela, Harrison DeNicola, Taylor Bryant, Jordan Brower, and Jackson Pritchard. Once again, it's Baker in center field, Pintor in short, Sedio the DH. Crayport in left, Brizuela in right, DeNicola at second base. Bryant at third, Brower the first baseman, and Pritchard does the catching for the left-hander on the mound for Florence, Yoniker Villalobos, and he will get the ball for the second time this year for the Yalls. Meanwhile, for Cameron Roth and the Grizzlies, 4-4, four and four, having won back-to-back -back games on a three-game winning streak, they start with Abdiel Diaz at second base, then Nick Rotola in right field batting second, followed by the catcher, Chase Vallow. He will hit third. Axel Johnson is the cleanup man in left field. Jose Rosario follows at third base. Connor Owings is the first baseman batting sixth. Number seven hitter is Eric Jones. He gets only his second start of the year so far for the Grizzlies in game number nine. He is the DH, followed by Justin Jones at shortstop, and then Dustin Woodcock, the center fielder, batting ninth. Carlos Vega, 6'2", 215-pound right hitter from Silver City, New Mexico, will tow the rubber for the second time this year for the Grizzlies. We will hear from Mr. Vega coming up next in a pregame interview with our own Brandon Ross, who sat down with Carlos just a couple of hours ago in the lead-up to the ballgame. Once again, the lineups for the Yalls, Baker, Pintor, Sedio, Crayport, Brizuela, DeNicola, Bryant, Brower, Pritchard. For the Grizzlies, Diaz, Rotola, Vallo, Johnson, Rosario, Owings, Jones, Jones, and Woodcock. Tonight's lineups were brought to you by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. That uh, interview is coming up next. Brandon Ross sits down with tonight's starting pitcher, Carlos Vega, when the Budweiser pregame show continues after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. Thank you. 
learn more. A message from Paul. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Pregame Show. Brandon Ross now joined by tonight's starting pitcher for the Grizzlies, Carlos Vega. Carlos, one start into your Frontier League career. Just first off, what is the biggest thing you've noticed so far between the Frontier League and affiliate ball? Well, I mean, I feel like this this league's a little bit more uh, important right now to a lot of guys because a lot of guys got released, like myself, and, you know, they, not too many guys get a second at baseball. There's a lot. From that, you know, turn the page quickly as can and then right back to it, you know. Originally a couple seasons in the Cubs system out of Southeast Missouri State, a native of New Mexico, where you were actually a three-sport state champion. I, I got to ask you, first off, what's it like throwing a javelin? It's kind of difficult, honestly. You got to find the right flight path for it to wiggle through the, to the wind, you know. But, I mean, as soon as you find that release, you get out in front. It's kind of similar to pitching, so that's why I did it. You know, I didn't want to throw the heavy ball or throw discus and throw my arm out, so javelin was closest to can to pitching. And uh, wrestling on the mat, is there any similarity since that's an individual sport and you really, uh, I've talked to you about this before, you, you feel like you're in your own world out there on the mound. Is there sort of a similar mindset between when you took the mat as a national champion in high school and then when you're on the mound now? There is too many similarities, I think. You know, I, I take, a, take as a wrestling mentality and take that onto the mound, you know, be a bulldog from inning one to inning nine, you know. That's the goal as a starting pitcher. You want to get as far as you can in the game, but wrestling's helped me, you know, with mentality. Uh, you just want to be competitive all the time and be the best at everything that you can. And, you know, I give it my all. I try to give it my all at least, but I think wrestling played a big big role in baseball for me. A win tonight could mean moving the team above 500, coming off your last start. You take the loss your first time out. What's the mindset coming into today, and what are you looking to work on? Same mindset, you know, pound the strike zone. These guys did a good job yesterday with the, the y'alls. So, you know, just kind of repeat, stay early uh, with the fastball, you know, and start hitting it around, you know, mix it in with some off-speed pitches. But it's a good hitting squad, and it's going to be a good game today. And last question before I let you go. When I came in to talk to you, you were jamming out on your guitar a little bit, as you like to do. Mm-hmm. What's the song of choice to get yourself ready on game day? <sighs> Honestly, I like playing uh, slow stuff just to mellow me out because I'm an amped up guy, but the guitar relaxes me in mindset, but I'm going with Adele, someone like you. (laughs) (laughs) Carlos Vega, tonight's starting pitcher for the Grizzlies. Carlos, thank you so much. Yes, sir. We'll be right back on the Budweiser pregame show. Hey, Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save. to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
Carlos Vega, just heard from him with Brandon Ross on the Budweiser pregame show here on the Grizzlies Media Network. And now he toes the rubber, tossing out his warm-up th- deliveries before we get underway here on this Saturday evening in Sojay. That is all for the aforementioned Budweiser pregame show. To the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. Once again, the starting lineup for Florence at 7-2, but having dropped back-to-back games since a seven-game winning streak to start the season under first-year manager Brian White. The Yalls have Will Baker, Luis Pintor, and Chad Setio do up in the first. Trevor Crayport, Jose Brizuela, and Harrison DeNicola to follow. Then Taylor Bryant, Jordan Brower, and Jackson Pritchard rounded out for the Yalls this evening. On defense, the Grizzlies have Axel Johnson in left, Dustin Woodcock in center, Nick Rotola in right. Third to first on the infield, it's Jose Rosario, Justin Jones, Abdiel Diaz, Connor Owings, and Chase Vallo catching for Vega. Six foot two, 215 pound right hander from Silver City, New Mexico, out of Southeast Missouri State. And you heard Brandon mention a couple of years in the Cubs system. Now he makes his second start with the Grizzlies. He took the loss on May the 30th. That was last Friday against, or last Saturday, I should say, against Schaumburg. He worked three and a third innings, six runs, four earned on six hits. He struck out three and walked two in a 7-2 Boomers win over the Grizzlies in game two of that series. So right-hander against right-hander. Vega will work from right in the middle of the rubber out of the windup against the righty batting center fielder Will Baker to start for the Yalls. Vega winds and the first pitch. Baker takes a fastball down the middle for a strike. And first pitch came in about two seconds early. That was almost exactly as the clock turned from 644 to 645 that Vega let fly with that first fastball. It is 84 degrees and sunny. The pitch. Baker fouls it back. Baker hitting at 211. He does not yet have a home run or extra base hit of any kind. He has three runs batted in. Behind the count, no balls and two strikes to Vega. Holds his black glove in front of his face all the way up right underneath his eyes. Two-strike delivery. Baker waves and misses at a breaking ball that bounced on the plate. Valo collects it, steps in front of home plate to throw down to first and complete the strikeout for Vega. One up and one down on the K for Carlos. And it's interesting that he holds that glove so high almost like a right-handed Andy Pettit type of feel where he's holding the the glove right up in front of his face so he's barely peering over the top of it, but he doesn't keep the ball in the glove. The glove is totally empty up in front of his face. The ball is in his bare right hand dangling all the way down alongside his right leg. In any event, Baker is retired, and here is the righty batting shortstop Luis Pintor. Vega is ready again, and a pitch. Pintor takes down and outside for a ball. You know, Tyler Thornton kind of did that a couple days ago for Windy City when he came through. Yeah, Tyler Thornton's an interesting guy to watch. Big-bodied right-hander for Windy City, the Frontier League's first pitcher of the week this year. 1-0 pitch. Pintor takes a fastball that bounces into Valo, and it's 2-0. Pintor hitting 313 with a homer and three knocked in. That first out, by the way, on the strikeout, brought to you by Julie. The Illinois one-call system, as all Grizzly strikeouts are. Pintor waits. Vega kicks and fires. 
Pintor takes down an outside ball three. And the first pitch weather report, 84 degrees and sunny with the wind blowing reasonably in from center field at the moment. Brought to you by ServPro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at ServPro. Faster to any size disaster. Three balls, no strikes on Pintor. Vega comes back. Pintor takes any high strike of the inside. Vega nearly went three-pitch strikeout, four-pitch walk to start his evening. Chad Setio, the DH tonight, waits on deck. And Vega's pitch is on the way. Pintor swings at a high fastball and drives it into left field over Johnson's head, and it short hops right against the base of the left field wall. Pintor is headed for second, and he can coast in after Johnson tried to barehand the ricochet but couldn't get it cleanly. Had he been able to grip that well with his bare hand immediately, there might have been a play at second base because it's not an especially long throw from the fence in either right or left field here in Sojay. And Pintor had pretty much committed to going to second at that point, but he wasn't more than a step or two past first base when Johnson first touched the baseball. But unfortunately for Axel, it dropped from his hand. And that allows Pintor to easily reach second base with a one-out double. So the Yalls are threatening with the lefty batter Chad Setio in. Vega to the stretch, and his first one is a fastball at the knees for a called strike by Dave Van Zumren, our home plate umpire tonight. Sean Backus is the first base umpire who's standing out near second base now with Pintor there. And Matt Schofert moves over to third. Vega from the letters brings it in. Setio takes a changeup that floats down and outside. One ball and one strike. Just underway in the top of the first inning. One out. Florence has Pintor at second base after a one-out double. And Setio hitting. He brings in a 375 average with a homer and seven RBIs. Vega's 1-1 offering to Setio is on the way. Fastball driven to right center. A long run for Rotolda. He won't get there. It one hops up and over the fence for an automatic RBI double. So back-to-back, -back, two baggers for the Yalls. And as a 1-0 Florence lead, just three batters into the ballgame here in the top of the first inning. It's just stringing these hits together. The Yalls couldn't do it yesterday. Off to a solid start. Back-to-back -back doubles. And the Grizzlies, so far this season, when they've fallen behind, it's been a tough climb back. So here's Trevor Crayport, right-hand batting left fielder, with Setio at second and one down, a 1-0 y'all's lead. Vega the stretch and the pitch. Crayport takes a slider down and outside for a ball. Crayport is hitting at 194. Three home runs and five RBIs. Vega looks towards second, and the 1-0 pitch is instead of spinning a look back at Setio, who is not going anywhere. The Yalls have not been quite as aggressive as we've seen Florence be in the past. Still have relatively high number of stolen base attempts so far this year, but Dennis Pelfrey, the former, at that time, freedom manager, 1-0 pitch, is taken low, and it skids through Valo's legs and goes 
to the backstop, allowing Setio to move up to third. On a wild pitch. One of those that I think you have to call a wild pitch, but obviously you'd like to see the catcher. make. No catcher ever wants to see a ball go through his legs. But at the same time, especially on turf, a pitch bouncing out in front of the plate can be very unpredictable. 2-0 pitch. Crayport takes another one that skids in there, and this time it's gloved by Valo, but it's 3-0. Especially on those pitches where the catcher has to get out of the box. The, those are almost always going to be wild pitch and not pass ball. And I suppose it's unpredictable on dirt, too, in the sense that the, the surface is less even. The 3-0 uh, and o pitch, Crayport takes an high strike. But especially, and I think that was a fastball that bounced in there, those on turf can be very tough in that they're going to skid more so than they would on dirt and can really stay down on you, especially a pitch that has backspin rather than a, a breaking ball coming in with topspin is normally going to kick up a little bit. Three and one delivery. Crayport drives a high fastball down the left field line, but he yanked it well foul. That might have had home run distance had he put it right down the line. Certainly would have been problematic. And that's a very comparable pitch for the one that Luis Pintor drove to left field over Johnson's head of the wall for the first double of the inning for the Yalls. Said he'll follow with an RBI double that one hopped over the right center field fence. He's at third base now with one out and a man in for Florence. Vega's payoff pitch. Crayport is hit. It looked like a slider that just slipped out of Vega's hand and backed up on him inside, and it grazed Crayport in the end. So there are y'alls on the corners, and Jose Brizuela will bat. Brizuela hitting 269 so far this year. He does not have a home run or an RBI, considering he's played in every game. And he's hitting for a respectable average and has three doubles. It seems almost impossible that he wouldn't have lucked into an RBI by now, especially for a 7-2 ball club. The pitch. Fastball taken over the outside for a strike. But he hasn't. It's a tough thing to do. Hit fifth, sixth, fourth, wherever he's been for most of this uh, season and not find a single RBI in nine good games for the ball club where he has maybe not hit up to his maximum capabilities that he demonstrated a couple of years ago in the league, but he has not been bad by any stretch. Vega ready, and time called at the plate by Brizuela. Unique about Brizuela, he's played on both ends of the pre-merger New Frontier League, playing in the Can-Am Association for the Sussex County Binders back in 2019. Yeah, a few of those guys, obviously a lot of them are still with those teams. They're just sort of inherited by the Frontier League. One strike offering. Runner goes from first. Pitch is a called strike. Throw is high from Valo, but Jones goes up for it and keeps the ball on the infield. It's a steal for Crayport. That still saved a run. Yeah, way up there, and Jones did well to go up and glove it cleanly because you'd think even if that tips off his glove and gets away by any substantial amount, Sedio's going to score from third. He so was doing a dance about 15 feet off, just waiting to see what happened. Second and third for the Yalls. One out. They have one run already across in this top of the first inning. It's no balls and two strikes now on Brizuela. Vega delivers. 
Brizuela checks his swing, but he went around a changeup down, and Dave Van Zumeren, after a questionable strike two call, just rung up Brizuela without even appealing. And with runners at second and third, the umpires have now shifted. But with uh, one out before in second and third, Schofert, the third base umpire, was right on the line. So he would have had a good view, and I have a hard time thinking he would have called that a swing. Regardless, here's Harrison DeNicola. Vega the stretch of the pitch. DeNicola takes a curve for a strike. Sort of defeats the purpose of going to a three-man umpiring crew if you're not even going to ask on a yeah. check swing. And the guy at third probably doesn't get to do a whole lot. He'd probably appreciate <laughs> it. He's watching the game, too. One strike pitch. Bounces in front of the plate. It's smothered by Valo. A lot more in a game like yesterday, but you'll get those games where it's just like, I'll maybe have one base runner here, one decisive play here all game. Let me get some action. Yeah, especially, you know, in a big league game where there's no rotation, at least here occasionally the third base umpire is moving into the middle of the diamond. There might be more occasions where you're uh, looking at other bases. But in a major league game or any other place with four umpires, not a lot of action at third. But a lot of times important calls when they do arrive. One and one pitch. Brizuela takes up and away ball two, or I should say uh, Danicola takes ball two. He's sitting 429. So far this year, a homer and eight batted in. So he's taken all the RBIs that Brizuela hasn't gotten. Five extra base hits through nine games for DeNicola. Second and third, two down. one nothing Florence in the top of the first. A big at-bat for both teams. Vegas two and one offering to DeNicola on the way. A curve drops in for a belt-high strike. Might have been a little something from the Florence dugout on that one. And you can understand why they'd say the pitch when Crayport stole might be a strike down and outside of Brizuela, and that one might be a strike, the curve that just grazes the very top of the zone. But it's tough for both of them to be strikes. Two balls, two strikes. Vega trying to limit the damage to one run. He's ready on the pitch. Danicola swings and misses in front of a changeup and strikes out. So Carlos Vega strikes out the side. He did allow two doubles and hit a batter, but he strands y'alls at second and third, and considering how that inning looked, four batters in, it could have been a lot worse for the young right-hander. We head to the bottom of the second inning, or bottom of the first inning, I should say. The y'alls uh, score one on two hits. They leave two, and after half an inning, it's Florence one and Gateway coming up on the Grizzlies Media Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. 
Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Florence one and Gateway coming up as we move to the bottom of the first inning. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network on another gorgeous night for baseball from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay. They made us wait a little bit, the baseball gods did, even with a late start to the season. We had uh, opening night rained out and then a cold and overcast doubleheader on what turned into opening night last Friday. But they have rewarded us so far on this homestand. First pitch to Abdiel Diaz is a fastball over the inside taken for his strike. From the six foot one, 200 pound Venezuelan left hander, Uniker Villalobos. One strike delivery. Diaz takes up and away for a ball. And it's one and one on the Grizzlies switch hitting second baseman, batting from the right side against the southpaw Villalobos. 273 average, no homers, one batted in. Here it comes. He takes strike two, just caught the outside. Yeah, I think every game above 80 so far in this homestand. And we're uh, halfway home after tonight. Four out of eight on this homestander down. One-two pitch on the way. Diaz takes outside. Villalobos was walking off the mound, but that would have been especially generous. Two and two. Villalobos allowed three runs, only one earned over six innings in his first start. On Sunday at home against Southern Illinois, two and two delivery is taken for strike three. Fastball just caught the hollow of the kneecaps. Diaz stares at Dave Van Zumer in disbelief. But that is the fourth out of this ball game between the two teams combined, and all have been strikeouts. First one looking. Villalobos struck out six against one walk. He allowed two hits to the minors in that ball game. Did not factor in the decision. Florence came from behind, as the Yalls did time and again, especially against the minors early in the season. And Florence won it four to three. So here is Nick Rotola, righty batter. The pitch is a fastball taken for a strike. My goodness, the outside corner is about six feet into the opposite batter's box. This is going to be an interesting ball game if it keeps up. One strike pitch. Rotola swings and bounces one up third and just foul. Oh my goodness. The Grizzlies can't catch a break so far in this inning. That was close. It bounced foul past the bag, but it could have gone over the bag. James Keller certainly looked like he thought so, coaching third for Gateway. Yeah, I think uh, Dave Van Zumeren might have left his zoom lenses at home. Good one. Been sitting on that one for a couple pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Got to let it out at some point. Florence won, Gateway nothing. One out, nobody on in the last of the first. And it's now no balls, two strikes on Nick Rotola. Here's the pitch. Nick takes down and outside for a ball. So the last pitch was a strike, but that wasn't. This is going to be interesting. I don't have a problem with it as long as it's uh, as consistent. As long as it's consistent. And it would be a very interesting game. One and two pitch. 
Rotola swings and misses at a fastball, slightly elevated around the outside, and that's back-to-back -back Ks for Villalobos. To but that's probably hitting. a strike with Van Zumeren behind the plate. At yeah, this you rate. never know. Um, it's it's interesting because it, it would almost be like playing a game with Little League rules, like a lot of Little Leagues formalize, and I think Little League Baseball, the official entity, formalizes that the strike zone is actually not the plate, right, it, it, because that's not realistic for a lot of 10, 11, 12-year-olds, that it's actually as wide as the inside of either batter's box Pitch to Chase Valo is lifted down the right side, slicing foul and out of play. And it almost feels a little bit like that. At the roof of Country Bob's grill house, and he barely even got a piece of it. Yeah, that, that really flew for him. And the wind is blowing in from that direction at the moment. Nothing in one pitch. Valo checks his swing on a breaking ball, though. So we'll, we'll see how the strike zone develops. And uh, what role that could play in the ball game. It can be a challenge for hitters to adjust to a strike zone like that, especially early. One and one pitch is a fastball taken low, two and one. Defense for Florence, Crayford in left, Baker in center, Brizuela out in right. Third to first on the infield, that's Bryant, Pintor, DeNicola, and Brower with Pritchard getting his first start behind the plate in this series, catching for Villalobos. Valo takes strike two, a fastball over the outside edge. And it's even. So a 1-0 Florence lead. All three outs at the top of the first were strikeouts. Villalobos has K'd both Benny's face so far. 2-2 two -two pitch is taken just off the inside for ball three. Here's the payoff. Valdo takes outside ball four, so Chase has a walk. That's his third of the young season, hitting over 400. He's been off to a big start. And here's Axel Johnson, who was off to a slow start, but played the hero last night, the big three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning that won it for Gateway. Johnson's hitting still only 160, but he has a home run, a couple of doubles, and he's driven in six in his seven games this year. Lefty to lefty, Villalobos ready, and the pitch is taken inside for a ball. So we'll see if that gets Axel going now. It was a, a no-doubter, although those are relatively easy to come by to right field in Soche, but that would have been an honest home run in most parks. 1-0 pitch. Johnson takes a strike over the outside, 1-1. One one. Yeah, I think that almost made it to the scoreboard out there. Yeah, it might have been... Still a question in Schaumburg, potentially. Maybe in Schaumburg's a bad example, though, as yes. to the norm. Yes, that is for sure. I think I think Schaumburg is probably, most people would agree, the pitch is ticked foul, one and two. The most pitcher-friendly ballpark in that regard in the league. Although, to be fair, I haven't done any games yet, obviously, in, in any of the Can-Am parks that have been added to the league. I can tell you Pacific Palisades is pretty much standard. Follow at first, two down, one nothing. Florence in the bottom of the first inning. And it's one and two on Axel Johnson. Villalobos ready. Here he comes. Johnson checks his swing and does well to lay off a curve that bounces. Yogi Berry Stadium uh, in New Jersey is also a rather hitter-friendly park, pretty close poles. Don't remember the exact lengths. Yogi Berry, a St. Louisan. 
2 and 2 pitch. Johnson rolls it softly to second. DeNicola steps in, scoops it cleanly, and retires Johnson at first to end the inning. No runs, no hits, one left. We head to the second. 1-0 Florence on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Carlos Vega goes back to work as we head to the top of the second inning. He allowed one y'all's run in the first, but limited the damage well and in the end struck out the side around the issues that he did face. But he will go back to work against the bottom third of the Florence order. Taylor Bryant, Jordan Brower, and Jackson Pritchard for the y'alls. After they got a couple of doubles off of Vega with one out in the first inning, then Crayport was hit by a pitch, but Vega struck out Brizuela and DeNicola, the five and six batters consecutively to leave Yalls at second and third. So Vega against Bryant, Bryant rather, the righty batter, two for seven, does not yet have an extra base hit. He's driven in one. Vega the windup and the pitch. Bryant takes a fastball strike over the outside. Vega in his first season with Gateway, his third in professional baseball. 25-year-old. The pitch is a curve that bounces down and away. One ball, one strike. 21st round choice of the Chicago Cubs in the 2018 Major League Draft out of Southeast Missouri State. Worked his way to Class A South Bend over two years in the Northsider system. What a one delivery. Bryant takes, low ball two. And an intense guy, Carlos Vega, who's going through his pregame routine. I mean, you heard him with Brandon Ross on uh, the Budweiser pregame show earlier talking about how he can be a little bit high strung and if anything he's trying to mellow himself out on Daisy pitches. Two and one offering. Bryant takes up an away ball three. 
He's jamming on the guitar in the clubhouse earlier. And he said he was rocking Adele in the headphones. I would wager that not many professional baseball players go to Adele very often on the pregame playlist. Three balls, one strike. Vega throws. Bryant swings and drives one to right field. That sends Rotola back to the wall. It is gone. Opposite field, line drive home run for Taylor Bryant. And it's a 2-0 lead for Florence in the second inning. So Bryant with the opposite field homer, his first extra base hit of any kind this year for the Yalls. And it's a two-run lead for the visitors. That brings up Jordan Brower. Right-hander against left-hander. Vega the windup of the pitch. Brower takes a strike over the inside. Brower hitting 222. He has not yet homered. Driven in four on the young season. The pitch. Brower takes just low. One ball and one strike. But we saw Vega come out to the mound in pregame as well. Maybe an hour before first pitch. Could have been a little bit more. One and one offering. Brower chops it toward first but foul. And he put on his cleats out of the mound and then had those headphones in, presumably with more Adele banging away into his <laughs> eardrums. And it was going through his mechanics, his full delivery out there. Only did it a couple of times, and then he seemed satisfied. One two offering now. Brower spanks one through the right side, a base hit on a line into right, cut off by a sliding Rotola in front of the track toward the corner, and that will hold Brower with a single. So a homer for Bryant and a single for Brower. And the bottom of this Florence order is setting up a potential big inning. A run already across. And now the number nine batter, Jackson Pritchard, climbs into the righty box. Pritchard is one out of 12 so far this year. No extra base hits yet. Vega to the stretch. Right-hander against right-hander. Here it comes. Pritchard swings and drives one to left field. Johnson goes back, looks up, and it's gone. Jackson Pritchard has had a slow start, but I was just going to say that he has enjoyed the Grizzlies. He hit a three-run walk-off homer against Gateway in 2019 in Florence that still might not have come down. Mentioned yesterday Axel Johnson's walk-off for Windy City against the Grizzlies. That was one of two big backbreakers in 2019. The other one was Jackson Pritchard taking Grant Black about 450 feet to left field. This one wasn't hit quite that far, but it had enough to get over the 16-foot wall and left. And it's a 4-0 Florence lead in the second inning. Home run, single home run to start the inning for the Yalls. So now the top of the order, Will Baker. First one to him is a fastball taken just low for ball one. A lot of guys do say, especially early in the season, that they like to come to this ballpark on the road because it's a chance to get hot.
What a pitch. Baker takes a curve for a strike. And the Grizzlies enjoying the home cooking to get started. 10 of 13 to start the season. Yeah, not sure that you don't get many 10 out of 13 at home stretches ever in the Frontier League, certainly not to begin a year. The pitch. Baker waves over a curveball that broke well down and out of the zone. And it's one ball and two strikes. With sure. nobody on and nobody out, but three already across for the Alls. Short-lived, though, following this stretch, 12 of 15 on the road. You always pay. Not to be confused with the Yalls always pay, because they don't. Oftentimes things work out at Florence. One and two pitch. Baker takes strike three called. Fastball froze him at the knees. So Vega went to back-to-back curveballs. First for a called strike, the second for a swinging strike. And then to the fastball, and Baker couldn't pull the trigger. That's the fourth strikeout for Vega. He's Cade Baker each time he's been up. All Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Know what's below before you dig. Always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. So here's Luis Pintor, who crushed a high fastball over Axel Johnson's head against the base of the wall in left field his first time. Right-hander to right-hander. Vega the kick of the pitch. Pintor takes a fastball that bounces on home plate or thereabouts for ball one. Y'all's four, Grizzlies nothing. One out in the top of the second inning, and the base is clear. After the inning started, homer, single homer from Bryant, Brower, and Pritchard, respectively. 1-0 pitch. Swing and a line drive. Hammered through the left side of base hit. So Pintor is two for two with a double and a single in the first two innings of the ball game, and he's on to try to restart a further Florence rally with three runs already on the board in the second. So here's Chad Setio, lefty batting DH, who doubled the drive in Pintori's first time. Pintori's out to a pretty big lead right away. Vega throws, and Setio swings and misses at a slider for strike one. Owings is holding Pintor, who has stolen two bases on three tries so far this year. He has an even bigger lead now. Vega goes that way, and Pintor is picked off. Owings is running him towards second, throws to Justin Jones. Pintor tries to duck under the tag, but Jones got it on his back. And that is the second out. Caught stealing, and it goes 1-3-6. Second time. Pintor has been caught this year. That was a little too predictable, feels like. That was a very big lead he had. And Vega hadn't yet thrown over. I'm surprised he wouldn't have anticipated that Vega would throw over at least once in the relatively early days of the at-bat. So Setio behind of the count, nothing and one. Vega the pitch. Setio chops it up first in foul. Nothing and two. I mean, when you're taking a big dance like that, oftentimes you can just pick a time to throw and you can usually be on the money and catch them in a bad spot. When he threw over, you could see that Pintor knew he was screwed, immediately started to try to change direction backwards. He got caught mid-jump towards second. 
the pitch. Bounces in. It's one and two on Setio. Trevor Craneport is on deck if the inning were to continue. Vega is staying in the stretch here, even with nobody on base. One and two offering. Sadio takes outside ball two. The infield is into the overshift for the Grizzlies. Three on the right side. It's amazing even how much more prevalent the shift has become in baseball just the last couple of years because I don't remember ever seeing three Grizzlies on one side of the infield, maybe once or twice all of 2019. Two and two pitch is taken for strike three, called over the outside corner. A couple of Ks for Vega in the inning, both looking. He has five in the first two innings, but they all score three on four hits, including two home runs, one from Bryant, one from Pritchard. And as we head to the bottom of the second, it's a 4 nothing Florence lead on the Grizzlies media network. Asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Hey, follow me. When every second counts, you can't wing it. The little. Home fire drills at least twice a year, so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. Calling the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 just tough is like calling me, D-Nice, just a DJ. Call it fresh with an available interior work surface for putting in work or getting in lunch. Call it connected with standard Sync 4 technology plus a huge available 12-inch touchscreen. Call it capable with available Pro Power onboard outlets for tools or turntables. Call me D-Nice. Actually, tough this smart can only be called F-150. Introducing the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. Gateway is in a 4-0 hole as we head to the bottom of the second inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay this evening. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. And uh, the Grizzlies scored five runs in an inning earlier on this homestand. It was in the bottom of the first against Windy City after the Thunderbolts had scored twice in the top of the inning. That was in the ballgame Thursday night. So we'll see if Gateway has similar punch in the bats this evening against left-hander Yonaiker Villalobos. Lefty to the righty batter, Jose Rosario, who takes a fastball down the middle for a strike. Lawrence already has six hits. Four of them have gone for extra bases, two homers. The pitch, Rosario rolls it foul, and I think that caught his front foot in the box. He goes down hard. And Cameron Roth is out of the Grizzlies dugout on the third base side right away, followed by Grizzlies athletic trainer Jeff Manzo. 
We are not short of differences in the Roth regime versus the longtime reign of Phil Warren, who was Gateway's manager from 2007 to 2019 and played for the Grizzlies for three seasons before that. One of them, of course, is just that Cameron Roth came out of the third base dugout at all, which was occupied by the visitors previously. But the fact that he comes out for injuries, anything that's not known to be extremely severe. Phil Warren would, uh, would stay in the dugout generally all the time. And oftentimes, unless a player went down, you wouldn't necessarily even see Jeff Manzo come out. The Grizzlies had much more of a rub some dirt on it kind of organizational philosophy, I suppose, at that time. Uh, although this does seem to be at least not fully insignificant for Rosario. Hopefully he'll be able to stay in. I mean, that man stayed in after getting hit in the head a couple days ago. That's true, he did. You know, this is a good example, though, of one of those things. I, I feel like a lot of people don't have a good feel for, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, the grind physically of a day-to-day -day baseball season because in a vacuum, playing one baseball game is not an especially demanding endeavor physically as compared to, say, playing one hockey game or one NFL game. People, I think, understand that, and as a result, they're maybe skewed by the experiences they've seen of players in high school baseball and think that that is the physical demand of professional players. But the nature of playing every day for so long is that anything little like that becomes big. There is no little injury. Pitch to Villalobos, or from Villalobos, is outside, ball one. Rosario now, even if it's not anything super severe like a broken toe, let's say it's just a, a serious bruise on his toe, which it probably is, one-two pitch. Rosario takes outside, ball two, because that's a baseball coming straight down onto a largely unprotected part of the body at significant velocity. That's something that probably a normal person would baby for a week or two and it would heal. The problem is Jose Rosario is probably going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Two and two delivery taken just inside full count. And if he's not, he'll be in the lineup on Tuesday. So at most, he'll get two days to try to heal up and then he'll be expected to play on it. And it will get a little better most days. Payoff pitch. Swing on a soft line drive looped up the end of the bat into right, but it hangs up there for Brizuela to come in and make the catch. One away in the bottom of the second with nobody on. And the Grizzlies down 4 nothing. Connor Owings coming up. So it's just going to elongate the healing process by that much. And then imagine that as he's getting toward a healed toe a couple of weeks from now, he were to whack another one off his foot. You start all over again, maybe even worse than you were before. Here's Connor Owings, lefty to lefty, first pitch is a fastball taken low ball one. Connor is hitting 222 without a home run. He's driven in one so far this year. I think when people think of it in those terms, it becomes much easier to imagine what's physically demanding about this game at this level. Pitch is low and it's 2-0. because the difference between a couple of games a week, 2-0 pitch, Owings swings and lifts a fly ball high into medium deep left center. It sends Baker back a few steps to his right, still wandering that way, but he makes the catch in front of the track for the second out. The difference between two or three games a week and six or seven is massive. 
nowhere is it more felt than on that kind of run-of-the-mill injury. It's not as though that's an especially significant event in the game either. You see something along those lines maybe most games, I would think, more often than every other. Here's the ready batter, Eric Jones. Villalobos delivers a fastball that's grounded sharply to second, but right at DeNicolo, who fields it cleanly and flips to first to retire Jones. So the Grizzlies put three balls in play, but it's a 1-2-3 hitting for Villalobos. And we move to the third. 4-0 Florence on the Grizzlies media network. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Sojay, Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Carlos Vega is ready to go back to work in the top of this third inning. It's been a challenging evening for him so far. Allowed a run of the first on back-to-back doubles by Pintor and Sedio. Then uh, the bottom third of the order got to him to start the second. Solo home run to Taylor Bryant. A single by Jordan Brower and a two-run homer off the bat of Jackson Pritchard, his first extra base hit all season. And uh, you can see that one coming a mile away if you've been a, a Grizzlies follower for the last couple of years or going back to last season in 2019. On the Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard, Schaumburg leads 4-0 over Evansville in the fifth inning up at Wintrust Field in the Chicagoland area. The Boomers trying to knock off the 7-1 Otters, and that's a score of concern to Florence because the Yalls would move back into first place at 8-2. And, and of course it's very early to be talking about that but at the same time Florence is now counting tonight's game more than 10% of the way through its schedule. Righty to righty. Pitch on the way to Trevor Crayport and he swings and misses in front of a fastball looked like. He'll be followed by Brizuela and Nicola. 4-5 and 6 in the Yalls order. Up 4-0 as we start the third inning. Vega the windup and the pitch. Crayport takes a curve for strike two. 
In the seventh inning, New York leads on the road 5-1 over Sussex County. Fourth inning in Marion, Lake Erie has a 1-0 lead over Southern Illinois in the matchup of the two last-place teams in their respective divisions in the Midwestern Conference. Slider bounces in for ball. Third inning in Joliet, the hometown Slammers have a 6-2 lead over Windy City. New Jersey leads 4-2 over Tri-City in the fifth inning. And Washington a 1-0 lead at home in the fifth over Quebec. Vegas 1-2 and two offering now to Crayport. A fastball grounded sharply to third off a hop. It's speared by Rosario down near his left knee, and he has plenty of time as a result of how hard it was hit to throw across and retire Crayport. So one away. And Jose Brizuela comes up. Vega has thrown 50 pitches already now. 31 of them have been strikes, but Lawrence has been able to hit him. He's only allowed one free base runner, a hit batsman. That was Crayport the first time back in the first inning. So here's the lefty batter, Brizuela. Vega rocks and deals. Brizuela takes low ball one. On the road, of course, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. one pitch. Brizuela takes down it in, ball two. Lots of ways to consume the Grizzlies this year as well. Stream Grizzlies baseball all season at gatewaygrizzlies.com, yoradio.com slash grizzlies, or on your mobile device with the Yo Radio app, available through the App Store or Google Play. Of course, new this year is the addition of Frontier Lake TV. The pitch. Fastball lifted into short left. Johnson angles in and to his right toward the foul line. He's camped under it and makes the catch. FrontierLeagueTV.com to get your subscription and watch uh, every game in the Frontier League all season long for $50. Also get a monthly subscription. Two down, nobody on. Four nothing, y'alls in the third. And here's the lefty batter, Harrison DeNicola. Vega deals. DeNicola takes low for a ball. DeNicola, the number six batter in the y'alls order, is hitting for the second time already. Meanwhile, the Grizzlies' number eight hitter, Justin Jones, will be getting his first at bat to lead off the home third, hopefully in moments. 1-0 delivery. DeNicola takes a fastball high, two balls, no strikes. DeNicola struck out his first time, only the third time all year he had struck out against five walks. Not to mention five extra base hits and a batting average over 400. 2-0, Vega winds and delivers. DeNicola grounds one very sharply to first, but it's right at Connor Owings, who gets the skidding second hop and goes to the bag himself to retire DeNicola and with him the side. Three up, three down for Vega for the first time tonight. A zero for the first time tonight. We head to the bottom of the third. Four-nothing Florence on the Grizzlies Media Network. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, 
a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin. Thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to say. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Gateway nothing as we head to the bottom of the third inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay on a perfect Saturday evening for baseball. Everywhere except the scoreboard where the Grizzlies need to get something going. They've had only one base runner in two innings against Uniker Villalobos. The left-hander deals to the righty batter Justin Jones who drives one foul that he hooked over the Grizzlies bullpen down the third base line and a nice snag by a young fan. Above the Grizzlies bullpen on the grassy berm down the left field line. He got a couple of tips of the cap from Grizzlies relievers sitting on the bullpen bench. And it's no balls, one strike on Jones, who is hitting at 138 so far this year without a home run. He has driven in three. Just had to go get a new bat. You could hear the snap on the contact last time. Pitch to Jones is fouled back to the top of the screen. Nothing in two. He'll be followed by Dustin Woodcock, who in his first four starts of the year has really been bouncing around the lineup. He went from hitting ninth or seventh his first time to ninth to second, back to ninth. So he'll be next, and then the top of the order, Abdiel Diaz. Two-strike pitch is taken low, ball one. Villalobos has struck out two in a pair of no-hit innings. He's allowed just one base runner on a two-out walk to chase Valo in the first inning. Out of the windup from the first base out of the rubber, here he comes. Jones fists a soft pop-up up third and foul. Villalobos has worked eight innings now this season. He's allowed only one earned run on two hits and four total base runners against eight strikeouts. One-two delivery again. Jones grounds it off the end of the bat to short. A little slowly hit. Pintor has to hurry the throw, but it's a rocket right to Brower to get Jones by a step and a half. 
That ball was deceptively slow on the ground toward Pintor, and I think he probably would have taken another step or two in to get it had he realized. He sort of got down into his fielding stance and then had to wait for it. It was almost like a, a little leaguer, how those, when you yep. teach a kid to play infield, all they know is get down in the stance and they don't have a good feel for the rhythm of it. He almost had to wait on the ball while he was down and then put everything he had into the throw. It was perfect. Pitch to Dustin Woodcock is taken low for ball one. Left-hand batting center fielder is three of 11 early on in his 2021 campaign. He was not able to play in the first five games of the year due to illness. What a pitch. Woodcock takes outside ball two. He doubled twice in his second start of the year, which was Thursday night against Windy City. Drove in a couple of runs. Stands well back from the plate, open stance left side. And he swings at a 2-0 fastball and drives it into deep right center. Baker goes back to the track, and he has just enough room in front of the fence to make the catch. Had Woodcock pulled that another 10, certainly 20 feet toward right field, I think it would have gone out. But in the end, he came up maybe five feet short, 10 feet at the most, and it's nothing but a loud and long out number two. Definitely close. He was right in front of the wall there. Lefty Villalobos delivers to the switch hitter Abdiel Diaz. Batting for the right side, he takes a fastball strike. Diaz struck out looking his first time. The first of back-to-back -back Ks for Villalobos to start the evening, but he has not had another one since. Here he comes. Diaz takes a changeup down and away. After the two Ks, he Walked Valo. One of one pitch. Diaz shows bunt, pulls back, takes ball two just low. And since then, despite not having a strikeout, he's retired all six Grizzlies he's faced. And he leads 4 nothing with two down and nobody on in the bottom of the third, so you can understand if he's pitching to contact just a little bit more with this lead. Trying to keep his pitch count down. Here he comes. Diaz takes a fastball strike that caught the outer edge. And it's two and two. The kick and the delivery. Diaz rounds it sharply foul up first. Bouncing down toward the y'all's bullpen. A late decision to swing. But it kept him alive. Forty-three pitches for Villalobos so far. Here's 44. Diaz pops up a high fastball, right side twisting back and out of play. Nick Four. Castellanos even ducking out of the way. Yeah, the uh, Cincinnati Reds outfielder in the park tonight after the Reds took on the Cardinals earlier today at Bush Stadium. It was a 115 start. Getting in a little evening Frontier League baseball. No such thing as too much. Two and two pitch once again. Diaz takes a fastball outside, ball three. And looked from here to be substantially outside, but perhaps a gutsy take with two strikes by Diaz. He has worked it full. Nick Rotola with a lot of power is on deck, and then Chase Valla with even more in the hole. Payoff pitch is up and away, ball four. So a very nice plate appearance from Diaz, his fourth walk of the year. Fouled off a couple of tough ones. 
and laid off two pitches he could have chased, especially that 2-2 pitch. And he's on with two outs, the first man to reach against Villalobos since the Valo walk with two down to the first inning. And that brings up Nick Rotola now after Jackson Pritchard goes out to the mound for a quick visit. I wouldn't think we'll see Diaz venturing too far from first. Gateway is in a 4-0 hole with two down in the last of the third, and so getting Diaz to second base is not all that big a priority as compared to just keeping him on base. Lefty to righty via Yobos deals. Swinging a foul back by Rotola, who struck out swinging his first time, but still hitting in the neighborhood of 350 for the year with three homers, a couple of doubles as well. The pitch, take it high, one ball and one strike. Brower holds Diaz at first. One ball, one strike on Rotola. Villalobos sets at the shoulders and the pitch. Rotola pops it foul, right side out of play. So follow is on deck. Then actual Johnson, plenty of home run potential in these three hitters, the one at the plate and the two next. That's the beauty of this ballpark. The game is rarely over and really never in the early innings like this. One two from Lobos on the way. Rotola swings and sends a slicing line drive into the gap at right center, but Baker on the run to his left runs it down from center field and the inning is over. Baker had Rotola played well. He was shading him a little bit toward right center and even the slice on that ball couldn't keep it away from Will Baker on the move from center. No runs, no hits, one left. Fourth inning coming up. Brandon Ross will have it for you. It's still Florence 4 and Gateway Nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
Three innings down here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. On to the fourth between the Grizzlies and Yells. Florence, so far so good for the road team in game two of this series. Gateway took game one 5-2 yesterday. As it stands right now, four to nothing with three innings in the books. Carlos Vega not looking too hot out the gate. So far two, well, excuse me, he gave up two hits and one earned run in the first inning. Three earned runs, four hits in the second for a total of four earned runs and six hits in just three innings of work. But the third was a one, two, three frame and the righty's gonna try to repeat that against the back part of the order. Seven, eight, nine coming up for Florence. And the first batter is the righty Taylor Bryan who got all the offense started, a solo home run. Got started in that second inning, the first of three runs to come across for Florence. Righty to righty, from the full wind, Vega kicks and fires. Goes to the curve ball, splits right down the middle for strike one. Vega didn't make it all too much farther than this his first time out. He actually didn't make it this far his first time out. The 0-1. Chopped up the middle, out past the outstretched glove of Vega. To his right, Diaz gets it, sidearms to first in time for the first out. So down goes Bryant to begin top half of the fourth here. Vega going exactly where he is now. Three and a third. Six runs total. Four of them earned. Taking the loss in the second game of that Schomburg series. Now facing the lefty Jordan Brower, first pitch, fastball outside. Brower single this first time up. Wound up scoring on the home run from Jackson Pritchard, the man in the lineup right behind him. Righty to lefty, Vega deals. 1-0, rolled over to first, two steps right for Owings. He runs towards the bag and then shovels it to a covering Vega, who catches and stamps for the second out. So mark that one in the books, three to one. And Vega with two gone here in the top of the fourth inning. Grizzly still down four nothing. Vega looking to keep the slate clean as he finishes up his second start of the season. Former product of the Cubs minor league system. Trying to work his way back to affiliated ball as many are. With two gone, here comes Jackson Pritchard. Righty to righty here, first pitch. Breaking ball on the inside corner, strike one. Pritchard, the two run shot. It barely scraped its way over the left field wall back in the second inning. 0-1-0. Fastball, a couple inches outside. It was the first home run of the season for Pritchard. Man born and raised in West Texas. 1-1 pitch. Fastball catches the outside corner. Now strike two. Born and raised in Odessa. Best known for Friday Night Lights. Attended University of Texas Permian Basin also in Odessa. 1-2 to Pritchard. Big cut and a miss. Strike three. 
K number six of the game for Vega. That's the one place he's been strong. And he retires the side here in the top half of the fourth. One, two, three, go the Yells in the top half of four. Let's go to the home half. It is still four to nothing Florence on the Grizzlies Media Network. My kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of a stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Home half of the fourth inning and so Jay. Grizzlies and Yalls going at it for the second time in a three-game set. Right now, all Florence in game two, four to nothing the lead. All four runs coming in the first two innings. One in the first, three in the second. And for the fourth trip to the plate, Grizzlies start with a three-hitter, Chase Vallow. First pitch is taken inside by the righty. And the count's one and out. Righty Valo going against the lefty Yonikir Villalobos out for his fourth inning of work. He's not yet surrendered a hit, only a pair of walks. 1-0, tip back to the net behind home, it's 1-1. Valo drew one of those two walks, has now reached base in every single one of the Grizzlies' nine games. Trying to make it a nine-game hit streak here, 1-1. Fastball off the plate. Bridget has to take that one off the chest. Behind Vala will be Johnson and Rosario, another lefty and then a righty. 2-1. Villalobos goes high with the fastball. Vala lays it off. But it's called on the corner for strike two. From the wind, lefty deals. Fly ball, center field. Running back, tracking left. Baker camps under and makes the catch on top of his left shoulder for the first out. Another fly ball. But doesn't get the job done. Grizzly still down 4 nothing here in the home half of the fourth. One gone. Base is still empty for Axel Johnson. 
big hero of last night's game. The three-run home run in the eighth with the deciding runs. First pitch to the lefty is a fastball low and away and a big high hop from Villalobos after that pitch. It looked like he either landed awkwardly or was wincing from something. Took a couple hops off the mound, walked off for a second. Now going to stretch. He might have pulled something in his leg. He just did a stretch going crisscross with the right on top of the left knee. 1-0. Ropes to right, bounces through, base hit. Brower gives a half-hearted dive attempt to his right. It slicks through. And the Grizzlies have the first hit of the ball game. Comes from Axel Johnson with one gone in the fourth. That's the first hit Grizzlies hit of the ball game brought to you by Montclair Animal Hospital. If your furry friend is not feeling well or in need of an annual checkup, whatever you need, you can bring your pets to Montclair Animal Hospital where their mission is to give each pet their full attention. Chad Rhodes, the pitching coordinator for Florence, is out talking with Villalobos right now. There hasn't been action in the bullpen for the Yalls. So this is certainly not a yanking. It won't be too early and not useful enough for that. We're still in the fourth and this is the first time that Villalobos has surrendered a hit tonight. And still no runner has even made it as far as second base. But the pitch count is getting up there. In the fourth inning, he's at 57 pitches. Now meeting ends, Rhodes back to the dugout. And Lobos back on the bump, working the rubber with his left foot. He faces the righty, Jose Rosario with one gone. Out of the stretch, first base side, pickoff move over to first is not in time. Johnson not really a threat to run. Rosario waits the 0-1, here it is. Or rather the first pitch, and it's a fastball outside. The count's 1-0, make me seem like an idiot. Lined out to right his first time. The 11th year pro wiggles the tan bat above his right shoulder. Peak to first, 1-0 home. High fly ball down the right field line. Foul ground, giving chase. Brower in the bullpen. It bounces about five feet in front of him and heads into the stands. And props to a fan wearing a Cardinals shirt all the way up in the picnic table area. Caught it off the high hop above his head. So 1-1 the count now on Rosario. Has Johnson on first, down by four. This is a double play spot for Florence. Middle infielder shading a little closer to the second base bad. In particular, Harrison DeNicola. Rearing to run to second. Another move over to first, but no dice. From the stretch, another peak to first, the 1-1. One, one. High heat given chase, and it's 1-2. Rosario back in the lineup in that five spot, moving up from seven last night. Only one for three. 
1-2 pitch. Fastball off home plate, but Pritchard takes it off the chest, keeps it in front of him. Grizzlies in the middle of an eight-game homestand right now. Certainly enjoying the home cooking while it lasts. Ten of the first 13 at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. 2-2. Two -two. Off the end of the bat, chop towards second. Roll right for Nicola. flips to second for one. Turn to first in time, double play. Luis Pintor got the feed, falling to his left. He gets the throw off, and it gets there to Brower in the nick of time ahead of Rosario to complete the 4-6-3 double play that ends the inning. Grizzlies got the first hit of the ball game, but gets wiped right away. A 4-6-3 double play to Nicola, to Pintor, to Brower to end the frame, and it's still 4-0 Yalls heading into the fifth on the Grizzlies Media Network. Kids presents what to expect when you're expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous, as in Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. we go here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. It is four to nothing, y'alls, as Carlos Vega working out on the bump, ready to start his fifth full inning of work. He had a rough start, but he's in for the long haul. Allowed one earned run on two hits in the first. Back-to-back -back singles after a game-opening strikeout, leading to a one-nothing y'alls lead. Three more runs coming across in the second. A solo home run leading things off from Taylor Bryant, followed by a single from Jordan Brower, and then a two-run blast from Jackson Pritchard. But in the third and fourth, back-to-back -back one, two, three frames for Vega. And the righty back on the bump to start the fifth against the top of the order. And he gets Will Baker, a man he's already set down twice tonight on strikes. Strikeouts have been the one area of strength for the right-hander out of Southeast Missouri State tonight. Six of them through four innings with no walks. Out of the full windup, first pitch. Baker, high fly ball, left center. Both outfielders converge, and in the end, it is Johnson making the call in the short left center gap 
waving off both Woodcock from center and Jones from short to make the catch. So one pitch and a quick fly out to left center starts off this fifth inning. Grizzlies trying to work their way back from four runs down. They have done it before. It was 4-0 in that 10-inning win on Memorial Day at Schaumburg in the last road trip. The only road trip to date so far for the Grizzlies. And now Vega gets to face Luis Pintor. First pitch, fastball down the middle for a strike. Pintor hasn't gone down yet. Halfway to the cycle with a double and a single. Pintor, righty, waits, Vega delivers. A one, breaking ball low and away. Pintor, native of Puerto Rico. Waits and gets the 1-1, checks his swing on a curveball down the middle. Would have been in anyway. Conversation with home plate umpire Dave Van Zoomerin indicates that was a strike, but he would not have gone around if that counted or if that was the deciding factor. Former Marlins minor leaguer Waits whirls the black bat and circles above that right shoulder. 1-2. High chopper towards third. Rosario off the backhand, bobbles it, picks it up barehand, throw to first, in time on the run. Rough hop near the bag, Rosario bats it off his left glove hand, recovers with his right, charging in, and makes the throw to first down the run for the second out. An easy out and a much more difficult out. Leads to one up, one down, then two up, two down. Here to start this fifth. Yells up for nothing, bases empty, two gone. And three hitter Chad Sedio at the plate. First pitch to the lefty is chopped foul right to the Yells dugout. Sedio started the scoring with a RBI double back in the first inning, brought Luis Pintor home. And respect shown from Gateway with a heavy shift right for the lefty. Diaz playing fairly deep into shallow right fields. A one, early on a fastball swing and a miss. 0-2 the count from the righty Vega to the lefty Sedio. Sedio grips the brown handle of his tan-barreled bat. Gripping with the white batting gloves, he holds, he waits, 0-2. Curveball outside. Hung there, Vega taps his chest twice, indicates my bad. You could tell that was not the planned pitch. Maybe trying to go in back door against the lefty. Back on the heart of the rubber again. Full windup, one, two. Golfed high and foul, out of play. So I said Diaz is in shallow rights. Jones, the shortstop, about 10 feet left of the second base bag, playing in shallow center. Rosario close to short. One, two. One hopper into shallow right. Diaz waiting right there in the shifts. Works perfectly, throws to first in time to end the inning. So after four runs in two innings, three consecutive one, two, three frames for Carlos Vega. We're at the halfway point, going to the home half of the fifth. It is four to nothing, y'alls on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Home half of the fifth inning at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. 6-7-8 coming up for the Grizzlies. Down 4 to nothing against the Florence Yells in game two of this three-game set in Sojay. Connor Owings, Eric Jones, Justin Jones will be the three due up this inning. And the lefty Owings settles in for his second plate appearance against the left-hander Yonaiker Villalobos out for his fifth full inning of work. Only one hit surrendered for the Florence lefty so far. Rock solid start. First pitch, lefty to lefty matchup. A fastball misses outside. First time up in the second, Owings flied out to center. Waiting in the back half of the box, 1-0. Fisted the opposite way off the end of the bat. Leaping attempt, he dives, he can't make the catch. Crayport gets it by him, and it rolls all the way to the wall. Owings strolls into second with ease and leads off the bottom of the fifth with a double. Owings knocked it the opposite way. Crayport laid out for it in left near the corner. His outstretched dive just a little bit short. Bounces to the wall behind him. And Owings starts off by giving the Grizzlies not only their first hit of the inning and not only their first extra base hit of the game, but their first runner in scoring position all game. With Owings on second, it brings in Eric Jones. Righty hitter DH tonight for the Grizzlies. Chance to bring in the first run for Gateway. First pitch, knocked high, right field line, foul ground. Brower runs back from first, onto the bump in the bullpen. It lands five feet in front of him, and Karam's out of play. This is Jones's first game of the series. Actually, his first time in the lineup. Since Gateway's been back from that road trip in Schaumburg. Made his Grizzly debut in the opening game of that set. Not played since. Oh, on the count on Jones, a righty who grounded out to second his first time up. 
Lefty Villalobos, first base side in the stretch. A one. Fastball makes the outside corner, strike two. Jones, native of Charlotte, North Carolina, alum of Davidson College. Former Wildcat waits in the righty box. 0-2 pitch. Gets a piece of it before fouling it off home. So Jones stays alive to see another pitch. I'll tell you what, North Carolina is regularly underrated as a baseball state. Not just at the professional level, doesn't have a major league team. There's certainly a movement for it. But a lot of minor leagues, a lot of strong college programs. 0-2 pitch, fouled hard the opposite way and curling out of the stadium. But also at the high school level, plenty of tournaments hosted there. USA national team is based in Cary, which is one of the immediate suburbs of Raleigh. It's a hotbed. Charlotte, another area that's strong. They'll produce Eric Jones. Connor Owings on second, no one out. Bottom of the fifth, four nothing y'alls. Grizzlies at the plate, 0-2 the count on Jones. Here's the pitch. High chopper, one hop, fielded it short, throw to third on a tag play, they got him. High hop. The hit was bounced maybe just 10 feet in front of home, went all the way in the air to Pintor, charging in. Throws immediately to third to get a running Owings. And the lead runner knocked down to leave Jones with only a fielder's choice. And with one gone in the inning, it goes from runner on second with no outs to runner on first with one. That put out six to five. And with Jones on first, I shouldn't say just Jones, with Eric Jones on first, here's Justin Jones. Justin takes the first pitch for a strike. Fastball on the outside edge. Eric Jones the DH tonight on first. Justin Jones is the everyday shortstop for the Grizzlies. Out of the stretch, first base side, the pitch from Villalobos is a fastball tailing away for ball one. Justin Jones had his first big hit yesterday. An RBI triple coming in the fifth inning. The one one. Big hack and a miss. Maybe about a full half second in front on a curveball. And it's 1-2. And that also gave Jones that triple yesterday, his second strike game with an RBI. In game two against Windy City, he had a sack fly. But until only four hits, 28 excuse me, 29 ABs coming into today. Pickoff move to first, not in time. You can make it in total four for 30 with the ground outs to short coming in the third from him. Righty waits, lefty in the stretch, one, two. Villalobos, pound strike three down the middle. 
Throws it on the changeup, thought it would drop low, but didn't drop low enough. Actually, not the pitch that he was trying to throw. Jones, in anticipation, ends up getting caught. And for just the third time tonight, Villalobos earns the strikeout. It was a long time since the last one, too. Villalobos' first two strikeouts were the first two batters of the game. The third here gets the second out of this home half of the fifth. First pitch to Dustin Woodcock, up with two outs, a fastball inside. Grizzlies down four to nothing against the Yells. Tried to start a comeback. Connor Owings led off the inning with a double. Got gunned down on the front end of a fielder's choice. Immediately after. 1-0. Woodcock rolls it off the end of the bat, up the middle through base hit. Turnaround second for Jones, but he'll stay patient there. A two-out single for Dustin Woodcock. Keeps the inning alive for the Grizzlies. Brings the top of the order back up for Gateway. Could be something brewing here for Gateway. But the Grizzlies have struggled with runners left on base. 23 in just the last two games of that Schaumburg series combined. A few games ago, but still worth keeping in mind. It's a recent issue. First pitch to top of the order, Abdiel Diaz is a pass ball that misses up and away. Diaz 0 for 1, strikeout and a walk. Villalobos takes a second, steps off with his back foot, grabs the candy red bill of his cap, wipes some sweat with the left arm, gets back into the stretch. Two runners behind him, protecting a 4-0 lead. 0-1, breaking ball low. So the got 1-1 now on Diaz, a switch hitter, from the right side against the lefty. Eric Jones on second, Dustin Woodcock on first. With two gone, one one home. Fastball missing a hair outside. Pritchard tried to frame, but did not convince home plate umpire Dave Van Zumeren. Y'all's catchers as a whole have not done a great job of convincing the home plate umpires on frames. They've been trying. 2-1. Poked off the end of the back, a flare into shallow right. It drops in front of Brizuela, and it bounces over his head. Jones is in. Hustling behind him is Woodcock. He scores. Going for third is Diaz, and he's in standing with a two-run triple. You can't give him an error. The ball just badly hopped away from Brizuela and into the right field corner. Allowing Jones to come in from second, Woodcock from first, and Diaz all the way to third. After going the first seven games of the season without a triple, the Grizzlies get two in back-to-back -back nights. And this one from Diaz cutting the deficit in half, 4-2 now, here in the home half of the fifth. And for Diaz, RBI's number two and three. Tying run at the plate in Nick Rotola. First pitch to the righty, ripped into the left center gap, base hit. Lead cut in half again. As Diaz scores, Tola cutting for second, slide in, ahead of the tag, not in time. 
Rotolo was going for two all the way. It was not that deep into the gap, but it's certainly a distance to run for both Crayport in left and Baker in center. Baker got to it and made the quick throw. Rotolo was fully committed to going for the double. The throw did actually beat him there, but he slid around the tag into the left side of second base. Crafty hitting and crafty running. Has the Grizzlies back within one with just two batters. A two-run triple from Diaz, now an RBI double from Rotola. Grizzlies down one, tying run on second for Chase Vallo. 0 for 1 so far tonight. First pitch. Righty golfs it to center. Run back for Baker. He does a turn, makes the catch over his right shoulder, and ends the inning. Bleeding finally stopped, but the Grizzlies get three. Two-run triple from Abdiel Diaz and an RBI double from Nick Rotola. Grizzlies now back within one, heading into the sixth on the Grizzlies Media Network. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. On to the sixth we go at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. It's a one-run game now between the Grizzlies and the Yalls. Four to three, Florida's ahead. After the Grizzlies tack on three in the home half of the fifth. First two coming off a two-run triple from Abdiel Diaz. And then one coming immediately after in an RBI double from Nick Rotola. Cutting a 4-0 deficit down to one in just two pitches. Rotola going to left center on the very first pitch he saw. And Chase Vallo had the chance to tie it up with a base knock, but wound up flying out to center field to end the home half of the fifth. Seven batters come up for the Gateway Grizzlies in that frame. Here to start the sixth for the Yells. It is the heart of the order. Four, five, six. And the first man up, Trevor Crayport. Facing Carlos Vega again. Vega out for his sixth inning of work. 
Might not be much longer though. Cody Thompson, a righty reliever, is starting to get loose in the Grizzly pen. Vega from the full wind up, hard of the rubber. First pitch, curveball right down the middle for strike one. His movement looking like he's going right out the gate here. Slick drop going 11 to five on that one. A one, fastball chopped over to third, bounce off the chest of Rosario. Jones charges in and barehands it, but by the time he picks it up, the play is settled and it's an infield single. That one was crushed on the ground. Call it the hot corner for a reason, you gotta be ready. Rosario wasn't. And now Crayport on with a single to start the sixth. Yells are ahead of the Grizzlies, four to three. Chance to add some more runs after the Grizzlies cut back into the deficit. Lefty Jose Brizuela is up, first pitch. Breaking ball low and away. Brizuela, 0 for two with a swing strikeout, a flyout to left. As Crayport on first with nobody out. Double play depth here for the Grizzly defense. Rosario, the third baseman, toes on the grass painted turf. 1-0. Hit high, left field, short run back for Johnson. Pivots sideways and makes the catch above his right shoulder for the first out. Brizuela not putting up a good show in front of his buddy here, 0 for 3. His buddy being Nick Castellanos. Castellanos, a guest of Brizuela tonight. Seated here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. A little bit past the first base bag down the right field line, second row. Not putting on a show for the man though. Big leaguer watches the Frontier League action here. One gun here, top six. Throw over to first knot in time. As Trevor Crayport, the man on first base, back in safely. So the L's trying to add on to a one run lead. And here's Harrison to Nicola. Slight shift now with double play depth still kept in mind here. Lefty Nicola 0 for 2. Righty Vega throws to first, no tag. Doing the quick jump throw on the turnaround. De Nicola swinging strikeout and a ground out to first. After being really hard to stop coming into this series. Out of the stretch, first base side. Vega with the black glove just tied, nods and throws home. Fastball misses outside, runner goes, throw down to second. Misses underneath the glove of Justin Jones. He would have had it in time to apply the tag. Instead, Crayport advances on a successful stolen base, his second of the night. Not a bad throw from Valo, not the best. Could have been a bit higher, but Jones could make the scoop. Now Crayport in scoring position, off of second base with one out. Vega peeks back, turns on one up. Foul the opposite way. Lefty second baseman. 
Steps back into the box, but then Vega steps off the mount. One-one pitch from the right-hander, Carlos Vega. Breaking ball tails outside, it's 2-1. Crowd definitely a little bit more filled up tonight at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Happy you could join us this weekend. Again, we got Bark in the Park tomorrow. So be sure to bring your pooch. Or come for the pooches. Either or. 2-1. Fastball outside. It's 3-1. I really wish my dog can make it from back in Connecticut, but alas... Pet shipping is way too pricey. Three on the count, one out. Crayport on second. The lefty Danicola in the box. Back half crowding the plate. Three one pitch. Fastball ripped hard to his bullseye and right, but foul into the Yells bullpen. So the count fills up. Thompson wrapping up his trip up to get loose for Gateway and some action on the Florence side of things too. We're righty getting ready over there. Out of the stretch, peek back to second. Payoff from Vega. We'll have to wait as he turns and looks Crayport back to the back. Taylor Bryant's had a long time to wait on deck. Man who hit a solo home run in the second inning. Sky's starting to get into peak form here in Sojay. The setting sun, painting the clouds a bright pink beyond left fields. Time called and there's gonna be a mound meeting. Lights are flickering on, but barely. There's still sign of life beyond the clouds. Some blue sky beyond the foul ground stands in right fields. It's perfect sunset baseball on the edge of the Mississippi. It's a 4-3 Florence Yalls lead here in the top of the sixth inning. Florence at bat with Trevor Crayport on second base, one out. And a 3-2 counts on Harrison DeNicola, team's best contact hitter, who also leads the team with eight REIs. Lefty rests the taped black bat on his left shoulder. Vegas sets the black glove just high. Peak back to second, big league for Crayport. 3-2 pitch. Curveball hangs outside, and that's ball four. So after all that buildup, all that waiting, DeNicola reaches on ball four. Of the areas Vegas struggled tonight, that's not been one of them. Only the first walk he surrendered. And it will be the last one as Kamroth is coming out to the bump and will end Vegas' night here in the sixth. Vega now cannot earn the win. He will be on the line for the loss if the Grizzlies do not retake the lead. 
Ends after allowing four runs on seven hits. Both runners on would be charged to him if they come around. Cody Thompson into pitch for the Grizzlies. We'll tell you all about him when we come back on the Grizzlies Media Network. Outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Cody Thompson has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms. Looking for a fun collaborative activity with family, friends, or colleagues? Head to Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville and embrace the challenge of a physical adventure game in which your team solves a series of puzzles using riddles, clues, hints, and strategy to escape the room. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. Thompson, the most used reliever, making his fourth appearance for the Grizzlies tonight. First one to reach that marker. The righty enters with two runners on. Crayport on second, DeNicola on first. One out, top of the sixth. Yells trying to add on to a 4-3 lead. Thompson working from the stretch out the gate. Peaks to second twice, throws home. First pitch chopped high over to third. Rosario runs to the back, steps on it for one. Throw across the diamond to first. Is in time for the double play. Five to five to three. Rosario takes care of it himself and ends the inning. Cody Thompson on one pitch gets out of the jam. And we head to the home half of the six. Grizzlies with a chance to tie or take the lead in this frame on the Grizzlies Media Network, trailing four to three. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. 
Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a place with thousands of stories to be told. It's a place to relive baseball's greatest moments and share them with future generations. It's a place to experience the game and how it has shaped our history. Cooperstown is a destination with something for the entire family. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your trip to the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown at baseballhall.org. New pitcher for the Yells here in the home half of the six. Lawrence protecting a four to three lead. Grizzlies trying to tie it or take it right back. Every Verrulli ball is the new man on the bump for Florence. Right-hander out of Notre Dame. In his second season with the Frontier League, first with Florence. Right-hander. And native of Milburn, New Jersey. Works from the stretch, third base side against Axel Johnson. First pitch to the lefty is a fastball inside. Rui Ball making his third appearance, or actually his fourth appearance of 2021. 1-0 pitch to Johnson. Axel takes a fastball on the outside edge for strike one. Johnson one for two tonight, a single and a ground at second. Rui Ball on the season so far has not surrendered an earned run across three appearances, four and a third innings. Deep breath and a shoulder shrug, 1-1. Pumps a fastball outside. He hasn't even surrendered as much as a hit. Only base runners coming on a pair of walks in his first appearance, May 29th, against the Miners. 2-1. High fly ball, deep right field. Leap at the wall, it's gone. Second night in a row, same spot for Axel Johnson. 
just out of the reach of a leaping Jose Brizuela at the wall in right. Johnson goes Yabo for the second time, and we're tied to four. You can tell it had juice off the bat. The question was, did it have the carry? Brizuela looked like he had a beat on it, and he did. He made a last-second leap at the wall, but he just scraped over his glove. Not this ball game at four for Jose Rosario, right-handed hitter, number five in the lineup for the Grizzlies tonight. Chance to start a rally to give the Grizzlies the lead. First pitch he sees, swings and misses. Fastball low, he gives chase for strike one. It's a good transition to this inning, coming off the double play to end the top half. Five to five to three, made by Rosario himself. Oh one. Fastball just upstairs. And a reminder, that's another Grizzlies double play brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen, the official hotel of the Grizzlies, where loose means more. Righty Rosario wiggles the tan bat above his right shoulder. 1-1. Hard foul the opposite way. That's screaming into the cornfields. One to the count on Rosario, no one gone. Home half of the sixth, all square at four. Grizzlies screaming their way back these last two innings. One-two pitch. Curveball chops high towards third, fielded head high. Bryant zips across the diamond, and catch made by Brower at his chest about two steps ahead of Rosario for the first out. So Rosario 0 for three. With one gone here in the home half of the sixth that brings up Connor Owings. He started the momentum in the last inning. Was the first of seven batters in the fifth that produced three gateway runs. First two coming in on a triple from Abdiel Diaz. Third coming on a double from Nick Rotola. The fourth on the solo shot from Johnson. With one gone, the first pitch to the lefty Owings. Fastball right down the middle for strike one. Owings led off the fifth with a double. But wound up getting gunned down on the front end of the fielder's choice. On a hard grounder to short the very next batter. A one pitch. Fastball makes the outside corner, strike two. Owings with that double and a fly out to center. Only one RBI so far this season, but it was a big one. 0-2, curveball low and away. Game on Memorial Day at Schaumburg. Top of the 10th inning, first batter up with the extra runner on second base. It's a screaming shot down the right field line to give the Grizzlies the lead and eventually the win. Righty to lefty, one-two pitch. Rui Ball sails another curveball up and away. He's been struggling on that outside part of the plates, particularly with the off-speed. Adjusts his helmet with his left hand, re-grips the gray bat resting on his left shoulder. From the stretch, third base side, big breath and the pitch. Two hopper off the chest, 
of Pintor. He picks it up, throws to first, not in time. Big hustle from Cotter Owings just in ahead of the throw from Pintor. Couldn't clean up the garbage quick enough and earns himself the one out single. We'll see if that's ruled a hit or an error. It could go either way. It was hard contact and the ruling will be made for error. So no hits. And Owings will be one for three off the E6. But either way, the go-ahead run on base for Gateway. And Eric Jones at the plate. First pitch, right, takes a fastball low and away. Pritchard back picks it and rears up to throw. No movement from Alex. Owings reached last time up on a fielder's choice. Made it to second. And then all the way around. one -oh. Jones takes a fastball up and in near the hands. Jones steps out of the box, re-secures the helmets, and replants. Double play situation here for Florence. Grizzlies trying to take the lead in a tie 4-4 ball game. Owings short lead off first, 2-0 pitch. Fastball hangs on that lower outside corner, but could not dot it, 3-0. One more ball puts the go-ahead run in scoring position for the Grizzlies. Jones gripping the brown handle of his black-barreled bat, rocking it up and down on his right shoulder, 3-0. Fastball, high ball, four. Jones to first on the walk. Owings up to second. The go-ahead run for the Grizzlies is in scoring position with one out. Time called as Pritchard emerges from behind home to chat with Rui Ball on top of the bump. The all scored all four runs in the first two innings. An RBI double from Chad Sedio in the first, followed by a pair of home runs, a solo shot from Taylor Bryant, and a two-run blast and a two-run blast from Pritchard to make it four to nothing Florence. But then two-run triple from Diaz and the RBI double from Matola in the fifth, followed by the solo shot from Johnson here in the sixth. Has a square at four. Two runners on for Justin Jones. As Owings on second, Eric Jones on first. First pitch is a curveball in for a strike. Started in near the hands and then drifted over the plate. Justin Jones still hitless. But a couple games in a row with key RBIs. From the stretch, Rui Ball takes a peek to second, 0-1. Breaking ball in the dirt, Pritchard had to eat that one, but he covered it with the chest, keeps it from rolling away. Owings still on second, Eric Jones still on first for Justin Jones at the plate. Jones already has an RBI in three straight games.
Dancing from Owings off second. 1-1. One, one. Roller over to short. Left from Pintor, underhand shovel to second for one, and a quick turn to first is in time for the easy 6-4-3 double play. Grizzlies get the go-ahead run to scoring position, but Owings gets stranded as behind him, the Alls turn two. We go to the seventh here in Gateway. It is all square at four between the Grizzlies and Yalls on the Grizzlies Media Network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which, Which button am I... Uh... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Onto the seventh we go, and Soje all tied up at four between the Yells and the Grizzlies. Game two of this three-game set. Gateway took the opening frame. I score five to two yesterday. Start off this game down four to nothing. One run in the first, coming off an RBI double from Chad Sedio, and then a pair of home runs, adding three more in the second for Florence. But in the home halves of the fifth and sixth for Gateway, three and one. Nodding this one up. Most recently, the solo home run from Axel Johnson as the equalizer. Cody Thompson came in late relief in the sixth inning for Carlos Vega. He's still out there to start the seventh and has 8-9-1 due up, starting with the lefty Jordan Brower. The righty Thompson kicks and deals. Fastball outside, ball one. One for two so far for Brower. Single in the second, a ground out to first, back in the fourth. 1-0. Big cut and a miss early on a curveball. Lunged out in front at it, but couldn't get a piece. Slight shift in the infield, not too heavy. Taking account for the lefty, Bat Brower. 1-1. Hard roller on the ground towards first, fielded up near the outfield grass by Owings, underhand shovel to first, 
Thompson covers the bag in time. Goes behind the bag on the toss back to Owings and they go around the horn as there's the first out of the inning. Thompson feeling good and confident. Two batters and two quick outs. That ground out coming after he entered in the fifth, rather in the sixth, and immediately drew a double play, 5-5-3. Five, five, Quick combo between Thompson and third baseman Jose Rosario. Rosario goes back to third, and the righty Jackson Pritchard sets in. He hit the two-run blast in the second. They got runs three and four for Florence. He's up with one gone, tied at four, top seven. Bases empty. First pitch, fastball inside. Last time up, Pritchard struck out swinging. Final strikeout victim for Carlos Vega. 1-0 out of the wind from Barrett. Breaking ball, called a strike. Jack snicks the bottom of the zone for strike two. Pitch, hard liner over the outstretched glove of Thompson and past the outstretched diving glove of Diaz into center for a base hit. Strong defensive efforts from Gateway, but Pritchard gets a one-out single. And that brings the top of the order back up for Florence with the go-ahead run on base. Going back to Vega, his line now final after the sixth inning came to a close. Five and two thirds innings, four runs, all of them earned. Six hits, six strikeouts, just one walk. Will Baker struts in, 0 for three on the night with one out and a runner on first. Double play depth for the Grizzlies. Righty to righty, first pitch, fastball in the middle for a strike. Baker, a pair of swinging Ks and a fly out to left. Now playing under the fully lit lights. Sky, not pitch black, but nearing it. Definitely a dark navy blue starting to shade away into sheer darkness. Oh, one out of the stretch. Fastball paints the outside corner, strike two. Nate Gatter will be back with us shortly on the Grizzlies Media Network. Take you through the rest of this contest. Short lead off of first for Jackson Pritchard. He's the go-ahead run on base for the Alls. 0-2 the count, one out. All tied up four top seven. Pickoff move to first, not inside. Friendly win to right field. From the righty batter, Will Baker. He'd have to push it. Double play depth still. 0-2. Fastball up and away. Thompson continuing to trust the heats. It's worked for the most part, not that time. Luis Pintor waiting patiently on deck. Two for three on the night. Baker waits. Taking a firm grip of the black-handled bat. Tam Barrel in circles above his right shoulder, one, two. Lace down the left field line, curling towards the corner. It drops fair and rolls to the wall. Around second, heading for third. Jackson Prisher's Hudson's there. He gets the stop sign, 
and the runners hold. It's a one out double for Will Baker. And now the go ahead run for Florence just 90 feet away and a single could make this a two run Florence lead. That's a big double from Baker for his first hit of the night. And already some new action going live in the Grizzlies bullpen down the left field line. Chance for Florence to break the tie. Pritchard on third, Baker on first. Pintor in the righty batter's box. Infield in on all fronts. Right side, both infielders, toes on the grass painted turf. Left side playing only a little further back to allow for the base path for the runners. Both have comfortable leads. Thompson from the stretch, deals first pitch. Breaking ball low and away for ball one. Sedio on deck for the Yalls. One up. Curveball hit hard but foul. Right to Andres Regno who swats it away from the bullpen down the left field line. Luis Pintor, a man set to turn 29 tomorrow. Or I might be giving him a few years here. No, 26. No, I must have been looking at that upside down. Infielders crouched and ready, 1-1. Off the end of the bat, popped first baseline, foul ground and out of play. Caught by a young fan up in the eighth row. Having a foot race with a couple other youngs, youngins down that right field line. And on the field, it's a big spot. One to the count, one out. Two runners in scoring position for Florence. Pritchard on third, Baker on second, one out. Tie 4-4 ball game, top seven. Thompson from the stretch, extreme third base side, he deals. Checks his swing and the ball almost hit him. The fastball was inside, but it got his bat. Face facing the pitcher, falling backwards towards the ground. He checked his swing and probably just got right on the barrel of the bat. Just knocked it off towards the right side. Uncontested, that's a foul ball, though it shouldn't have been. Should have loaded the bases. Well, that's all on Pintor. Still working with a one-two count here in the top of the seventh. A ball into the outfield gives Florence the lead. One, two. Fastball low and away. Nice back pick from Valo reaching to his right to keep that from rolling away. Thompson's been clean since his first start. He 
allowed four runs in just one inning. Not a single one since in the last two appearances. 2-2 two -two count. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss and a ball in the dirt. Strike three. Vala picks up bare hand, applies the tag to secure the second out. First strikeout of the evening for Thompson. And like all Grizzly strikeouts, it's brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Know what's below. Before you dig, always call Julie at 811 or visit, or visit illinois1.com. Time's called as there's now a meeting on the mound. Still an arm getting loose out in the Grizzly pen. It's Tanner Cable up and getting Adam. But despite the large conference, there will not be a replacement yet. Cody Thompson gonna get the chance to wiggle his way out of this. Start off the inning with a quick out, then a single followed by a double to put the go-ahead run just 90 feet away. But strikes out Luis Pintor and now draws Chad Setio. One of the biggest power hitters in this Yells lineup with two outs and the two runners on. And the wind blowing towards the friendly right field wall for the lefty Setio. First pitch, change up, blowing in. Tonight, Setio is one for three. He started the scoring with an RBI double in the first. Since then, a looking strikeout and a ground ball to second. All of those were against Carlos Vega, now facing Cody Thompson. 1-0, fastball pumped high and away. Two taps of the bat on home plates. And a soft roll of the tan barrel bat above Setio's left shoulder. Thompson from the stretch, third base side, 2-0. Fastball just outside. I don't know what happened to Dave Van Zoomer in zone. It's starting to tighten up a lot in these last couple innings. In the first, there were balls six inches, seven inches off the plate getting called strikes in each direction. A lot more squeezed in the later innings. As long as it stays consistent both ways. 3-0, no green light for Setio. He takes a fastball through the zone on the outer half for a strike. Sedio steps out, now back in. Infield shifted right for the lefty Sedio. Shortstop Jones, 10 feet left of second. Second baseman Diaz in shallow right. Same spot Sedio grounded out last time. 3-1, high fly ball, left side curling out of play. Lands on the left field stage and rolls away. So up the stakes more, why don't we? Counts now full on Sedio. He could end the inning with a strikeout or a ball in play. He could get it down for a base hit and give the Yalls the lead by if not one, two runs. Thompson can escape this jam. 
Pritchard on third, Baker on second. Two outs, tied at four, top seven. Righty Thompson in the stretch, he deals. Swing and a miss, strike three on the outside corner. Thompson blazes the fastball right past Sedio. The lefty strikes out for the second time today. Thompson knocks out his second straight batter. And all Grizzlies strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois One Call System. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's smart, it's easy, it's the law. All square at four, heading into the seventh inning stretch, that seventh inning stretch at GCS. Maybe then I'll figure out how to speak English. We'll be right back on the Grizzlies Media Network. Presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Home half of the seventh here in Soje. All tied at four between the Grizzlies and Yalls in game two of this series. The Saturday night showdown started with four unanswered runs from Florence in the first and second. Now four unanswered from the Grizzlies in the fifth and sixth. Dustin Woodcock, the lefty, and nine hitter starts the seventh. First pitch is a curveball outside, and the count's one and oh. Evie Ruiball is still on the bump for his second inning of work. Surrendered the one run on a solo blast by Axel Johnson in the last inning. 1-0 to the lefty Woodcock. Off the inside part of the bat, fouled right back above our heads. Landed on the roof right on top of us. We get consistently convinced that the netting makes it a certainty that no ball will end up within our bounds. The legend has it that it has happened before. Voice of GCS Credit Union Ballpark, Tom Calhoun, affirming that. 1-1 pitch fouled back to the netting behind home. 
was strike two. I believe it was uh, Joe Pott who it happened to, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Tom Calhoun confirms. More than once, more than once. Joe Pott, the voice here up until 2010. Currently the director of broadcasting at SIUE, just down the road. One, two, the count on Woodcock. From the righty, Rui Ball, he kicks and deals. Rolled off the end of the bat, right to the mound. Rui Ball snags it in front of his chest and tosses it to first to get out number one. Quick reaction from Rui Ball. Rui Ball, excuse me, to get that quick bounce and shovel it to first. Now one gone in the home half of the seventh. Grizzlies trying to take the lead for the first time tonight. Top of the order covering up. And now Abdiel Diaz, who've been batting righty against the left-hander Lobos to start this game in his first three appearances, goes lefty against the righty Rui Bal. First pitch, golfed into right center, falling quickly, it drops in the gap, base hit. Diaz with his second hit of the game after his two-run triple in the fifth, gives the Grizzlies a go-ahead runner on first base with one gun in the seventh. And here's Nick Rotola. The righty's come up big and has had a massive year, more productive than perhaps any start he's had. Three home runs already on the young campaign. Six RBIs after his RBI double. First pitch swung and it missed. It gets past the catcher Pritchard and up to second goes Diaz. A big turn around and 15 past the bag. He decides to hold it there. So off the wild pitch, Diaz now in scoring position and could come around with a base hit. Rotola gets the sign from third base coach James Keller. Settles back into the righty box. Rotola waits in the back half. Peak to second, 0-1 from Rui Bal. Pokes towards left. Snagged out of the air by a running Pintor. He tried to jump on the second base bag. Instead, hops over Diaz, sliding back in. But he gets the first out off the liner to short. And there's two gone. And he starts with a ground out. Diaz gets a single, advances on a wild pitch. Then Rotola lining out to short for the second out. And with two gone, still tied at four, bottom seven. Go ahead run in scoring position for Gateway. Here's big bad Chase Vallo. Still trying to extend that hit streak to nine games. First pitch, breaking ball low and in. Pritchard takes it off the dirt, but collects it off his chest. Every inch matters in this spot. Just a little too far away from Pritchard and Diaz goes 90 feet from home. With two outs, it doesn't make as much of a difference. But hey, a likelihood is not a guarantee from second. Look back once now, twice from Rui Bal, 1-0. Fastball outside, gets past Pritchard to his right, all the way to the backstop and Diaz is 90 feet away. Second wild pitch of the inning for Rui Bal. A fastball going all the way across his body into the opposing batter's box. 
Pritchard almost snagged it backhand, but it went off the edge of his glove and rolled away. Diaz, left foot on third, having a chat with James Keller about the path home. And Valo settles back in. 2-0 the count, two outs. Go ahead, run on third. Side at four. Here's the pitch from Rui Bell coming out of the stretch. Fastball upstairs, 3-0. Valo will take the walk, though he'd prefer the hits. Checks to third base, see if he has the green light. I can't imagine he does. Grips the white tape. Rolls the bat above his shoulder. 3-0. Takes the hack, had the green light, but he missed. Chased the high heat, and there's 3-1. Hey, if there's anybody to have the green light in this situation, definitely Valo. Batting average above 400 entering tonight. Three one, swing and a miss. Chases a fastball low and away. That probably would have been ball four. Instead, strike two. The count's full. Balo retightens the straps on his white batting gloves. Crowds and settles into the back half of the righty box. Rui ball from the stretch, third base side. Diaz on third, two out, tie game. Bottom of the seventh, here's the pitch. Fouled away right into the all's dugout. It pounces off the back wall and into a player on the front bench. Protect your head, but he couldn't protect his back. Now Votto readies again. Dead silence in Sojay. Payoff to Volo. Foul back and right to the parking lot. Volo putting up a good fight. If somehow he draws this walk, Axel Johnson, who's had two home runs in the last two nights, is in the on-deck circle. Follow waits. Payoff pitch. Off the end of the bat, rolls it to second. Bad hop, but fielded at the ankles. DeNicola flips to first, and the inning is over. Grizzlies get the go-ahead run to third, but Diaz gets stranded as Valo rolls out to second base to end the seventh inning. On to the eighth we go, still square at four on the Grizzlies Media Network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no. Which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here. In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. 
So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. On to the eighth we go at GCS Great Union Ballpark. Still four to four, Grizzlies and Yells. All four runs coming in the first two innings for Florence. All four for Gateway coming in the fifth and sixth. Tanner Cable, the new pitcher, out for the Grizzlies. He throws a first pitch fastball up and in for ball one to Trevor Crayport. One for two on the night. Pair of stolen bases and a hit by pitch. 1-0 from the righty. Brushes the righty back with a fastball right in the batter's box that would have gotten square between the numbers. Tanner Cable has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. The 2-0 is a fastball right down the middle for strike one. Cable has been rearing and waiting for this appearance. 2-1, fastball swing and a miss. Was up and in, couldn't get the hands around. It's 2-2. He got loose in the second game of that Windy City series. Tossed out there for two full innings, but never got put into the game. Said he kind of got ticked about that, and he was reeling, rearing to go. Well, Tanner, here you go. 2-2. Check swing on a high fastball up and in. Did he go around, appeal to first? Sean Backus says no. So the gap fills up. Grayport with a walker, a hit could give Yells the go-ahead run on base. Payoff, roped to right, down the line, it falls fair, bounces up against the wall. 
Past the outstretched glove of Rotola, it'll hang there. He'll throw it in quickly as Grayport strolls into second with a double. Second hit of the day for the left fielder. Now a single and a double, two for three on the night. And the go-ahead run for Florence is in scoring position in the top of the eighth. A quick hole here for Cable. There was a hole in the last inning too with one out. Cody Thompson found himself with two runners in scoring position and one out, but then earned back-to-back -back swinging Ks to escape the jam. Cable having to start even further on his heels here. Quarters in for the Grizzlies infield. First pitch, swing and a miss. Late on the fastball from Brizuela. Jose Brizuela, the lefty hitter, fifth in the order. Now behind 0-1. Still chasing his first hit. Pair of flyouts to left and a swing strikeout against Vega in the first. Righty to lefty. 0-1, swing and a miss, another high fastball, swung right under it. O2 the count, no one gone, top eight. All squared four between the Grizzlies and Yulls. Go ahead run for Florence is on second base in Trevor Crayport. Peek back from Cable, 0-2. Fastball chin level. Count now one and two on Brizuela. Lefty back half of the box. Wiggles the bat up and down on his shoulder, one, two. Curveball down the middle, strike three. Starts on the outside part of the plate, slices back over the middle and knocks down Brizuela for the first down of the inning. All Grizzlies strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois One Call System. Safe diggings, no accident. Before you dig, call 811 or go to IllinoisOneCall.com. That's Illinois, the number one, dot com. Tanner Cable gets the K in the first out of this top half of the eighth. Y'all still with the go-ahead runner on second base in Trevor Crayport. Here's the first pitch to the lefty, Harrison to Nicola. It's a fastball outside. Nicola hitless tonight. Overall, a pretty weak series for someone who'd been the everything man for Florence coming into Sojay. Only one hit in six ABs. 1 0. Fastball down the middle. It's 1 1. One for four last night with a single. And then tonight. Strikeout, a ground out, and most recently a walk. The only one given up by Carlos Vega in his five and two-thirds innings. Cable in the stretch, first base side. Two peaks back to second. Now three, 1-1. One, one. Foul back to the netting behind home. It's 1-2. Nate Gatter will rejoin us to take us home in the ninth. A lot of important business to attend to here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Sometimes we're just taken away. Things don't go as planned. Tanner Cable trying to keep things according to plan right now for Gateway. Tied at four. 
Top of the eighth. Florence has a runner on second, the one-two pitch. Nicola takes a fastball. It looked like it was on the outside corner, but Dave Van Zumeren says outside ball two. I've been saying how that strike zone started to tighten up these last few innings. That might have been too tight. Now the count 2-2 on the lefty. The righty cable sets the tan glove just high, 2-2. Fists the opposite way and stays alive as it's foul. Nicola has the friendly wind and the friendly porch and right. 2-2. Two -two. Fastball misses outside, ball three. <laughs> Count now full on Nicola. Cable and Danger walking another runner on base. Infield slightly shifted for him. As the friendly porch and the friendly wind in right. 3-2. Fouls the opposite way again. It'll be 3-2 again on Harrison to Nicola. He waits, cable sets. Two peaks to second, the payoff. Curveball down the middle, strike three again. After the leadoff double from Trevor Crayport, two times in a row, Cable gets the punch out on the yo-yo. Second strikeout in a row, brought to you by the Illinois one-call system, Julie. Safe digging is no accident. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's smart, it's easy, it's the law. And a huge out there for Cable. Now two gone in the top half of the eighth inning. Trevor Crayport leading off second base. And Taylor Bryant, the righty, in the box. First time up, hit a solo home run. First pitch. Fastball outside, rolls away from Valo off his glove. He recovers, but Crayport up to third. That's going to be a pass ball. It was a clean pitch just on the outside part of the plate. Missing just out of the zone. And Valo is actually going to get pegged with an error there. So off that error, Crayport to third. Go ahead run for Florence, guaranteed to score on a base hit. Righty to righty, 1-0. Popped high and foul, back and out of play. Since that home run in the second, 
Pair of ground outs, one that turned into two. Crayport creeping slowly off the third base bag. Cable sets, 1-1. One, one. Pop back and foul out of play again. Ryan behind 1-2. Cable a chance to escape the jam with another strike. For Florence, chance to go back out in front with a base hit. One, two count, two outs. Tied at four, top eight. Go ahead, run for the alls on third base in Trevor Crayport. Righty Bryant holds the bat in front of his right shoulder. One, two. Checks his swing on a ball in the dirt low and away. Called strike three. Home plate umpire Dave Van Zumeren says he went around. He did not. He just straight up did not. But the Grizzlies will take it, and the inning's over. Double to lead off the inning, followed by three straight Ks from Tanner Cable, all swinging. And we go to the home half of the eighth. Grizzlies four, Yells four. Grizzlies coming up to bat with a chance to take the lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Grizzlies half of the eighth, all tied at four between Gateway and Florence after seven and a half. All four runs for the Yellows coming in the first two innings. An RBI double from Chad Sedio, leading off the ball game in the first inning. And then in the second, a pair of home runs, a solo shot from Taylor Bryant, Jackson Pritchard, two batters later, going yard for a pair. Grizzlies in the fifth, tack on three. Two run triple from Abdiel Diaz and an RBI double from Nick Rotola. And then capping things off in the sixth, solo home run from Axel Johnson out to right center field. 
And he th leads things off for Gateway in the bottom of the eighth. Facing a new pitcher for Florence in the righty, Joe Doherty. First pitch, fastball high. Doherty replaces Evie Ruiball after two innings, surrendered one run and three hits. 1-0. Out of the stretch, it's fouled away. Doherty, six foot three, 215 pounds. Native of Valparaiso, Indiana. Indiana boy through and through, attended Grace College, small school in Winona Lake, Indiana. Or joined the professional ranks in 2018. 1-1, fastball called the strike low and away. So make that one and two the count. Doherty started his career in the Cal Winter League in 2018. On to playing in the USPBL that summer. One, two. Curveball hangs outside. And Johnson, who's two for three with the home run and a single earlier in the game, settles back into the lefty box. One tap of the dark brown bat on home plate. White logo pointed towards the mound. From his crouch, Doherty sets from third base, 2-2. Smack to right center, running it on it is Brizuela. He makes the catch in the gap for the first out. It looked good off the bat, but it died quickly. Brizuela taking a short bend of the knees to catch it on the run. It brings in Jose Rosario. Rosario hitless tonight. Only one so far in this series. Combined one for seven, or one for six. First pitch, fastball outside. Counts one and oh. 0 for three tonight, a line out to right, a four, six, three double play, a ground up to third. And then last night, strikeout, fly out to center, sack bunt, and a single. 1-0. Check swing, but clearly went around. The breaking ball was low and away. Rosario couldn't hold up and he's behind 1-1. Doherty on the bump, played for the Eastside Diamond Hoppers, that's United Shore Professional Baseball League in Detroit. 1-1, fastball away. After playing for the Diamond Hoppers in 2018, 2019 joins the Frontier League in Schaumburg. Made 13 relief appearances for the Boomers that summer, a 3.93 ERA across 16 innings. 16 Ks, 13 walks. Two on Rosario. Fastball outside, it's 3-1. One more ball, the Grizzlies get a go-ahead base runner. Half check swing in the box from Rosario. He waits, jerking the bat above his right shoulder. 3-1, poked back and foul. 
Rosario takes a full circle. Behind home plate umpire Dave Van Zumeren and resettles in the righty box. Bend at the knees from Doherty. Now the set and the stretch third base side. Deep breath, 3-2. Hard foul opposite way and out of play. So far this season, three innings, three hits, five strikeouts, no walks. No decisions either. Full stretch crouch from Pritchard behind the plate. Payoff pitch, swung and a missed. Rosario started the swing, couldn't hold up, broke the plane as he tried to reel it back. Van Zumeren rings him up for the second out of the eighth. First strikeout is the second out of the frame. and brings up Connor Owings. Lefty hitter with the friendly porch and wind in right fields. Owings has reached twice, one for three on the night. First pitch, fastball under his legs. He just literally steps over the baseball as it comes through. Just a casual stepping over a 90 mile an hour fastball like it's nothing. Lefty Owings against the righty, Joe Doherty. In his, for his first inning, 1-0. Fouled off the mask of Pritchard in a way. Win for the Grizzlies would mean moving above 500 for the first time this season. And for the Yells, would make three straight losses after seven wins to open the season. 1-1, fastball outside. And tomorrow night, these teams play the final game of this three-game set. 5.45 first pitch for dog, not, well, not dog in the park night, bark in the park night. I just keep thinking about dogs. Who doesn't? 2-1, hit hard opposite way, but right at Trevor Crayport. Doesn't even move as he makes the catch to end the eighth. On to the ninth we go here in Sojay. All square at four between the Grizzlies and Yalls. Nate Gatter will take you through it on the Grizzlies Media Network. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot miniature donut earrings. You lean in. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. 
You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Three strikeouts for Tanner Cable in a scoreless eighth inning in Soje, but he is lifted, and the Grizzlies go to their fourth pitcher, third reliever of the night with Justin Watts escaping the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. For more information, go to twistedkeyescape.com. So Justin Watts is into the ballgame, 6'3", 215-pound right-hander from Bryan, Ohio, who is making his fourth appearance of the season. No record, an earned run average exactly three. In three innings, he struck out only one, but walked only one, and allowed just two hits. He works to the lefty batter Jordan Brower to start the top of the ninth in a 4-4 game. And Brower takes inside for a ball. Four runs on 10 hits for the visiting Yalls. They've made the game's only error. The Grizzlies have four runs on seven hits. Brower is one for three. He singled and scored in the second, has since grounded out twice, both of them to first baseman Connor Owings. Infield plays him accordingly to pull. Here's the pitch. And it's a fastball taken low. So two balls and no strikes on Jordan Brower. With the number nine batter Jackson Pritchard scheduled to follow. And then the top of the order, Will Baker. In the bottom of the ninth, the Grizzlies will have the bottom third of their order. As Brower takes a fastball strike over the inside. Eric Jones, Justin Jones, and Dustin Woodcock are the scheduled hitters. Although you'd think Cameron Roth might be tempted to use a pinch hitter or two at some point in the inning. 2-1 pitch. Brower takes down and in, ball three. There are options off the bench for Cameron Roth tonight. Jay Prather is available. He could potentially be a pinch runner as well. 3-1 pitch. Brower takes down an in ball four. Andres Regno is also available on the Grizzlies bench, as is Ty Moore, who is out of the starting lineup for the second night in a row. So Brower is aboard at first base with nobody out in a tie game, top of the ninth inning, and there's going to be a pinch hitter now for Florence. Pritchard is not going to get the chance to hit. 
Rodney Tenney is coming on to pinch hit. He takes over for Pritchard, who went two for three with a two-run homer. So a little bit harsh for Pritchard. Maybe this is a, considered a bunt situation for Florence, and that's why Brian White would make this move, because Pritchard has hit the ball well tonight. Diminutive lefty batter Tenney hitting just 115 so far this year. He squares the bunt. The pitch is down and in, and he pulls back for ball one. Tenney is just three out of 26. And he's just one out of four stealing bases. So it's just been a disastrous offensive start for Tenney. He does have one sacrifice, one of four, the Yalls have this year. The pitch, he shows bunt, he drops it toward third. Rosario scoops it, throws to second. Jones had to go up to make the catch, trying to put a tag on a sliding Brower, but he's in underneath it and saved. The throw beat Brower, but Jones had to jump up and off the bag to vacate the force of the high throw by Rosario. And then he couldn't get the tag down to get a piece of Brower on the way by. It's a fielder's choice and a throwing error on Jose Rosario. It'll go as a sacrifice fielder's choice for Tenney, so he will not get an official at bat out of that. And the E5 charge to Rosario, his third of the year, the first one against the Grizzlies tonight. And now two on for Florence, nobody out. Tie game in the top of the ninth. Leadoff man, Will Baker. Watts is ready. I look to second in the pitch. Baker shows bunt, drops one toward first. Owings comes in to glove it, puts a tag on Baker as he goes by. Not sure first base umpire Sean Backus really saw the tag, but either way, Baker had swerved a good step or two outside the running lane at first base, which normally would be allowed, but not when doing so to avoid a tag. And time is called by Chase Valdo behind the plate to go out and talk to Watts. This is tough timing in the order, because I think anywhere else you consider walking the bases loaded here to get the force at any base, but you don't want to lo load the bases for Chad Sedia. This is a tough spot in, in the order, you're exactly right. Especially after the Grizzlies did have that good chance to go to second and get the lead runner and derail this whole inning for Florence because Rosario was smart to go to second, you have to say, based on the timing. Clearly, he would have had him. Too costly a mistake. Just a, just not a good throw in the end. Not a bad one, but just not good enough, and the margin for error wasn't there. So the infield's in for the Grizzlies. Second and third, one out. Top of the ninth at a tie game, and the righty batter, Luis Pintor, into his open stance, back of the box, right side. Watts sets and deals. Pintor takes low, it squirts off Ballo's mitt. Here comes the go-ahead run, and Brower is safe. A pass ball charged to Valdo, his second of the late innings, and that is a costly one to give the Yalls a 5-4 lead. A very aggressive move by Brower to come home. He read that beautifully. In fact, I don't think Watts was expecting that Brower would come to the plate. Watts wasn't all the way into the plate to cover. I don't know that that would have made the difference for sure, but it certainly complicated the play for the Grizzlies defensively. So what a bad defensive inning for Gateway. No hits for Florence, but the Yalls lead 5-4. Man at third, one out, and the 1-0 pitch is ripped down the left field line, but hooked foul by Baker. 
A walk to Brower, an E5 put him at second. He moved to third in the sacrifice and scored in the pass ball. In playing such a good ball club like the Yaws, you can't afford to have those mistakes. One of one pitch. Baker swings and fouls one back to the screen. I should say uh, Pintor fouls one back to the screen. One ball, two strikes. Watt stretches and deals. A curve that slipped out of his hand and sails over the head of Pintor. Slowly enough that Valo could easily get up and keep it where it needed to be. Pitch popped up right field side and foul. ready again. 2-2 pitch to Pintor. Here it comes. Bounces in front of the plate but smothered by Valo. So it's 3-2 now on Pintor. Tenney holds it third. On the uh, good play by Valo. Helping to make up for that pass ball that allowed Florence to take this 5-4 lead in the ninth inning. The Grizzlies trying to hold it there. Payoff from Watts. Swinging a bouncing ball to short. Here comes Tenney. Jones throws to the plate. The tag. Tenney is saved. He got a good jump going on contact, and the throw was just a little late. Certainly looked from here like Tenney was in underneath it, and Dave Van Zuman was right there. He called safe immediately. Still, there have been no hits in the inning for the Yalls. They have scored twice. A fielder's choice RBI for Pintor. Walk, an error on a sacrifice, or a would-be sacrifice. Another successful sacrifice. Here's the pitch to Setio, and he takes a fastball to the belt for a strike. Then a pass ball, and now a fielder's choice. Disastrous top of the ninth inning from Gateway's perspective. One strike pitch is instead a throw over to first, and Pintor dives back. He has already been picked off earlier tonight. Pitch is taken inside, one and one on Setio. Watts the stretch, and here he comes. Sadio takes inside ball two. 
Sedio is one out of four tonight. He had an RBI double in the first for the Alls to score their first run. Since then, he has struck out, grounded out, and struck out again. It was 4-0 Florence after two innings. The Grizzlies scored three in the fifth and one of the sixth to tie it. 2-1 pitch. Pintor runs. Sedio swings and misses. Valo's throw is on the back. Pintor is safe. Jones must have missed him with the first tag. And then he tried to lunge back and get him with a second tag because Pintor slid off the bag momentarily, but he was able to get his left hand back on. So Pintor has stolen a base and been caught stealing tonight. He's now three of five of the base pass this year, and that gets the Yalls out of the potential inning-ending double play situation. Pintor at second, one out, 6-4 Florence in the ninth. And it's two balls, two strikes on Setio. Some sloppy gateway defense. Not the right execution the Grizzlies needed in this ninth inning. And it just might cost him against a Florence club that is going to be back in uh, first place at night's end if they hold on to this lead. With Schomburg having beaten Evansville 13-2 up at Wintrust Field on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard tonight. So still two balls, two strikes on Setio. Watts finally ready, and the pitch. Sedio takes a fastball that bounces in front of the plate way inside. Valo certainly has not covered himself in glory in this inning, but Justin Watts has bounced an awful lot of pitches. Pitch is swung on and missed. Big strikeout for Watts. First one for Watts out of the bullpen of this ninth inning. Second out of the frame. All Grizzly strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. So here's Trevor Crapeboard. Who is two for three? Has also been hit by a pitch and stolen two bases tonight. Pintor at second, two down. The pitch. Freyport tips one foul off of Valo behind the plate. Now they get one. But a painful inning for the Grizzlies as it stands. And this is the kind of ball game that maybe you look back on a month or two from now depending on how things shake out and wonder the kind of impact it could have had to not make the sort of mistakes they have. Ventura, big lead at second base. Watts ready, and the pitch. Freyport swings and drives one to left field. Johnson got turned around, but he tracks it onto the warning track and makes the catch. He started the wrong way and had to take his eyes completely off the baseball to turn himself back around and pick it up again. Something you never want to do as an outfielder is turn your head completely away from the baseball. And Johnson had to do that, but he was able to recover and make the catch. So the Yalls scored two runs without a hit, helped out by a gateway error and a pass ball. They leave a man on. We go to the bottom of the ninth. That means Jonathan Tripp is coming on. It's Florence 6 and gateway 4 on the Grizzlies Media Network. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. 
Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. New pitcher on for the Alls to close out the ninth. Jonathan Tripp, older brother of Christian Tripp, last night's starter for Florence, is on the bump to close this one out. Y'all's ahead six to four after tagging on two runs at the top half of the inning. Jonathan Tripp, right-handed hurler, six foot four, 190 pounds, not the same six, seven presence as younger brother Christian provides, but nonetheless, he's got affiliated experience, been 2019 with the Greenville Reds in the Appalachian League. Jonathan spelled J-O-H-N-A-T-H-O-N, so think John inserted into the front end of Jonathan. He starts off against the back end of the Grizzly Order. And Ty Moore will start off by pinch hitting for Eric Jones. Nate Gatter will be back in a second. I will take it through the action until he returns. First pitch to Ty Moore, the lefty, is a fastball called in the inside corner for a strike. Moore did not play yesterday. He had played all the first three games he was in town for with the Grizzlies. So one, fastball taken on the inside edge. Forced to winks away on the inside pitch. One-one pitch to Moore. Roll the opposite way, field on a slide, backhand by Brian in the gap, throw across the diamond to first, bounces past the first baseman, Brower, and rolls to the wall. Ricochets right back to him, Moore going for second, throw there, goes off of Moore on his way to the second baseman to Nicola, and Moore slides in safely. Everything broke right for Ty Moore on that play. Sliding snag from Bryant, stabbing it before it went behind him into left field. Stands up, throws it across, throws to the right of Jordan Brower at first base, and it rolled off the wall next to the Yells bullpen down the, down the line and right. And that's a hard brick wall, so it ricocheted right to Brower, put it in good position to try to throw Moore out at second. But the throw in bounced and hit Moore's back, so it couldn't make it to the waiting to Nicola. So Ty Moore makes it to second. Jay Prather will take over as the pinch runner and to take you through the final 
few things. Nope, not yet. Nate Gatterall will be rejoining us shortly. I am still with you. All by my lone self. Jay Prather is the pinch runner on second base. First pitch to Justin Jones, breaking ball outside. This is a spot where you would think Roth would consider a pinch hitter. Andres Regno is still available. First pitch, roll out on the ground to short, backhanded by Pintor after two steps, throw across the diamond, in time off a big stretch from Brower. Secures the first out of the inning. So that last play before was an E6. That's what got four to second base, now Prather. And after Jones grounds out to short, there's one out. Grizzlies with two left to work with, trailing six to four. Dustin Woodcock, one for three on the night with a single. Round out to the mound, and a fly out to center. Settles into the lefty box. Light shift on for the hitter, who's beefed up quite a bit since 2019. First pitch, fastball low and in. Trip working from the stretch with the runner behind him. Close stance, peak back to second, 1-0. Fastball, makes the outside corner. Looked high near the letters, but trips are, Trip earns the strike. One, one. Foul tip into the mid, strike two. Top of the order, waiting behind Woodcock. Missed the first few games of this season due to illness. Been working his way back slowly. With two RBIs on the season and a pair of extra base hits. One, two. Fastball, low it in, similar spot, but a little more convincingly below the knees. Trip, the former Reds minor leaguer. Two two, fouled away. Trip also a former Texas Tech Raider. Board being signed to the Reds for a very short stints with the Appalachian League affiliate in Greenville, Tennessee. Or actually Tusculum, Tennessee is actually where the Greenville Reds are, but they call them so Greenville. Two two to Woodcock. Curveball down the middle, dropped just too low. Dave Anzumarin's called those strikes at a lot of points tonight. Woodcock gets the home call here, full count. With one out in the bottom of the ninth. Grizzlies trailing by two. Runner on second and pray through the payoff. Roller down the first baseline, but foul into the L's bullpen. Woodcock himself is the tying run. Takes his all white gloves, palms covered in red, grips for some more tar up on the handle of his bat. Regrips and waits, 3-2. Checks his swing, got a piece of it, and sent it the opposite way. 
and it was foul. Seventh pitch of the at-bat to Woodcock, incoming. Top of the order behind him. Prather, a short lead off second. Infield only slightly shifted for the lefty Woodcock. 3-2 from Tripp. Basketball called strike three on the inside corner. Woodcock had turned and started walking to first. Then Van Zumeren gave the late strike three call. First of the game for Jonathan Tripp. Grizzlies down to their final out, and Tripp one away from earning the save. Diaz, two hits today. First pitch, fastball, all the strike on the outside, corner 0-1. Had a two-run triple to start the Grizzlies scoring in the fifth, and then a single in the seventh. Got all the way to the third, but got stranded. A one. Fastball low and in. Near the ankles, some movement required. There behind the plates. One one. Fastball makes the outside corner strike two. Grizzlies down to their final strike. Diaz, the switch hitter, batting left against the righty. Trip facing his final strike one two. He's the tying run. Prather on second, the pitch. Golfed into left. Not movement required from Crayport. Camps makes the catch, and that's the ball game. The Elves tack on two runs in the top of the ninth. Grizzlies can't develop an answer. Gateway cannot develop a winning streak. Falling short six to four tonight against the Florence Yells. Joe Doherty with the late one inning save. Jonathan Trape, or rather with the three out win. Trip with the save. Justin Watts earning the loss. We'll go back over it all at the GCS Credit Union postgame show. Six to four, the final again. Yells taking down the Grizzlies. Rubber match set for tomorrow. 5.45 will be the first pitch. We're on the air 5.30 for the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network, heard on Yo! Radio and on Frontier League TV. Nate Gatter will take you all through it when we come back on the GCS Credit Union postgame show, part of the Grizzlies Media Network. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. 
Hey, Kevin. Thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to say. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years... Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Closing up shop here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark following a Yells 6-4 victory over the Grizzlies. Keeping the Gateway Grizzlies squad from getting above 500, setting the back to 4-5. and five. The Florence Yells snapping a two-game skid, moving up to 8-2 on the season. Brandon Ross here with the GCS Credit Union postgame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. GCS Credit Union will make your kids into rock star savers. Just $5 opens a savings account, and all GCS youth clubs are free. Visit mygcscu.com for details. It was Florence that got on the board first. Four runs of the first two innings. A solo home run from Taylor Bryant and a two-run blast from Jackson Pritchard. Counting for the scoring in the second. Before that, an RBI double from Chad Setio in the first. Up in the fifth and sixth innings, the Grizzlies answer back. Three runs for the Grizz in the fifth. Two run triple from Abdiel Diaz. And then an RBI double from Nick Rotola cut the deficit from four down to one. And then it was all equalized on a solo home run to right center from Axel Johnson. His second home run in two days. Equalized the game in the sixth. Grizzlies had chances that inning. And then in ones to come. Gateway Stranding one in the seventh at third base. That was Diaz after a single and a pair of wild pitches. 
and stranded another one in the ninth, but could not deliver. But in the top half of the ninth, it was Florence that got it going. A walk from Jordan Brower, fielder's choice and an error, puts two runners in scoring position, and following a ground out and a pass ball, two runs come home. Joe Doherty came on, pitched a clean one, two, three, eighth inning for Florence. As a result, he was the pitcher in at the time for the Alls when they took the lead. Ergo, he gets the win, his first of the season. Justin Watts was on the bump of the ninth for the Grizzlies, trying to send it into extras or at least keep it clean heading into the bottom half of the ninth. He takes the loss. He falls to 0-1. Jonathan Tripp, Jonathan with two H's, gets his third save of the season, a consistent and reliable closer for the Els, keeps it going to bounce back from the two games he did for Florence. Game time total was three hours and 20 minutes. Started at 6.44, ended at 10.04. Attendance was 1,188. It was 84 and sunny at first pitch. Final box scores from tonight's contest. Florence with six runs on 10 hits, two errors, and seven runners left on base. Gateway, four runs, seven hits, one error, seven left on. Once again, your final score from GCS Grant Union Ballpark, six to four in favor of the Yalls. Grizzlies will try to take the edge in the rubber match tomorrow night. It'll be Bark in the Park night at GCS Grant Union Ballpark. Bring your pooch if you got one. If not, come see the pooches. I love dogs. I hope you do too, because there'll be plenty of them. 5.45 first pitch. We're on the air with the Budweiser pregame show at 5.30. It'll be myself and Nate Gatter on the call. Hopefully Nate will not have to leave us for too long. Come tomorrow. For the final time, six to four, the Alls win against the Grizzlies. Rubber match tomorrow here in Sojay. I'm Brandon Ross saying so long for now. We will see you tomorrow.